0: sports podcast
1: here's your host logan bailey
0: welcome to the nw sports podcast football edition brought to you by our primary sponsor three court i'm your host logan bailey and joined today once again by keith brown tony fairchild and aj fairchild so uh it's nice seeing you guys again for another week
2: always greatest greatest tuesday of the fall season
1: oh my gosh (laughs) well you logan you brought it up this week seven holy moly season's flying by yeah
0: it's still just, it still just—it seems like the other day we're here in early August and <laughs> kind of got you guys together, like you guys want to do this football show, and yeah. uh, you guys all jumped on board. I feel like it's been pretty successful yeah, ever this since. This so. was yeah. uh,
2: one of the favorite part of the week, really, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tuesday and uh, Friday, and oh yeah, college football on Saturday.
1: No, uh, <laughs> good. I want to give you guys a shout out uh, for being patient with me coaching eighth grade football and coming back from Ayersville and and uh, I had to get stuck behind a six mile long train. I don't know. I <laughs> keep I keep exaggerating as we get here but it was long <laughs>
3: every time um, you mention it it's a little but, bit longer it's another <laughs>
1: mile added but uh, <laughs> i appreciate you guys waiting on me but i tell you what you, you we talked about this, this tonight at the field um you know it seemed like it was just a couple of days ago and it was 95 degrees and everybody's sweating their butts off and you know and then tonight it was cool and breezy and i mean it was still sunny but it was
2: cool and breezy and like uh more like football weather here yep. yeah. all, all those people that were uh wanting the fall weather. It was kind of like the, the switch was turned like instantly. Okay, summer, fall. Er.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was.
2: <laughs> Making fun of Lee Leib, because Lieb's always uh, watching our football
1: uh, broadcast, but I walked up there as Lee was handing out food after the game. He's like, ooh. I'm like, "He's like, I'm not used to this yet. I'm like, yeah, kind of like he said. One yeah. day it's 90, the next day it's 60. So well,
0: It was nice, too, this weekend, because, I mean, like you said, it's true fall weather, and uh, Saturday uh, we ended up going to my parents' house and uh, we had a cookout. We put on the, we had this big 10-foot inflatable screen and put, put oh, wow. on Wow. even though I'm a Michigan fan we put on and watched the Buckeyes play outside on a big projector <laughs> yeah. so it was pretty good co- it was pretty cool and uh glad it's uh fall weather finally yep yep all right let's go ahead let's look again at how we did for last week's picks so uh for the first time this year or in season we had a four-way tie last week between myself Keith AJ and Bryce who all went 15 and four. Tony was left out from the leaders last week as he went 13 and six. So sorry about your luck, Tony. At least I'm better than 500. (laughs) That is true. For the running total on the year, Keith remains in first uh, with a 94 and 26 record, which is pretty impressive. AJ's in second with a 92 92 and 28 record. Tony's still in third with an 89 and 31 record. I'm in fourth with an 88 and 32 record. Record, which Tony, I'm coming right up behind. Yeah, you so you better watch <laughs> out, man. I'm coming for that third place spot. And uh, Bryce is still in fifth with an 82 and 38 pick'em record. Right. So uh, I was talking to Bryce uh, today. Actually, I called him right before the podcast because he needed his picks in, and uh, he said he Bryce likes to stir up some things. <laughs> he said <laughs> sometimes he'll just look at it and see all the picks that we have, and he'll just throw in an opposite. <laughs> so uh, that's Bryce for you. That's but that's awesome.
1: That works out as long as they work. That's kind of what I did with Hilltop, and <laughs> yeah. You know, I kind of got spanked, so, well, oh well. Sometimes you win and you lose. Yeah, but, you know. yeah, Hilltop top you out one week, and that's
0: it, <laughs> not so much this week. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead. Let's look into some Week 6 game recaps. So we'll go ahead and look at some of the top games from Week 6. Uh, let's go ahead and we'll start. Let's look at the NW Sports Game of the Week from Week 6, uh, Lipsick at Columbus Grove. Uh, Columbus Grove ended up winning that one pretty big uh, 23 nothing and at halftime the game was only six nothing and Grove was leading Um, but again uh, Columbus Grove really stepped up Uh, their offense kind of got back under themselves and their defense played well put up a shutout and again I mean I've said it multiple times throughout the year I mean some of the best linebacker crew um, with AJ Schaefer and uh, Tad Cook uh, I mean, those two guys, uh, there's some tough-nosed, hard-nosed athletes at linebacker. But uh, running back Trenton Barraza from Columbus Grove, he had another game with 100-plus rushing yards. So uh, guys, thoughts on the NW Sports Game of the Week from last week?
1: I just we, I, I caught a little bit of – they had a broadcast on TV, so I caught a little bit uh, yesterday as we were kind of watching it, and I was kind of surprised when the final score came across. It was 23-0, to and – some of the stats they were rattling off in the game, and you know with Lipstick had four, you know, averaged 450 yards of total offense and and over 200 yards of rushing. I was kind of surprised that they got goose egged. Yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> I you told me that beforehand, and I was yeah. like, wow, 450 yards of yeah. offense. I mean, in okay. Lipstick's schedule, they played some tough teams yeah, too. Absolutely, they yeah. played Liberty yep. Benton, Pandora yep. Gilboa. I mean, even even if you look at some of the
2: lesser opponents that they played, for yep. them to still be averaging that per right. game, that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah. That's yeah, one of those shocking things when you, as a whole, you look at Lipstick's record and you say three and three, but then you look at their schedule and you're like, well, well yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I look at Lipstick's record and I see that three and three, and I don't think that accurately represents them. Right. Uh,
3: no, I, definitely I, not.
0: I think that, I mean, I still think that they're a very good ball club yep. and, but like you said, Keith, I mean, they played a tough schedule to start the season. Um, but again, I think Columbus Grove is kind of rebounding too. Yes. Yes. It, I I think, too, um, Columbus Grove, the big thing with them is just getting that offense rolling. We know their defense has always Mm -hmm. been good, but I feel like sometimes that offense sputters out, and that's what kind of holds them back. But I think if they can continue that, I mean, they could potentially do some damage come playoff time. Absolutely. All right. Let's go ahead. Let's look at the next game. Uh, Patrick Henry at Bryan. And, wow, what a game. I would have liked to be at this one. Um, Patrick Henry – Um, ended up losing to Brian 35 to 42 and Brian was actually up 28 to seven at halftime. And we saw that halftime score, um, while we were broadcasting the Tenora game on Tenora Rams live. And I mean, we looked at it, we had to do a double take because it was like kind of shocking that it was so out of hand like that. We would have thought it had been a lot closer, but, uh, Man, Patrick Henry really rallied in that second half, and they came up just short. And uh, I believe they even had Keith. Did you say like a chance yeah, towards the Yeah, I believe the they had there? the chance to tie on their final drive and came up short. Okay, and and again, I mean, what a performance by Nash Meyer, Landon Johnson, and Patrick Henry to kind of lead back that team. Um, again, we'll kind of mention their stats later because uh, as some nominees for Player of the Week, but also too with Sam Harold from Brian. I mean, he was just an absolute beast r- uh, rushing the ball, and uh, quarterback Jace Kepler again another outstanding performance this week and those two guys really contributed to that win but I
1: mean talk about how big that win is for even Brian to stay in the NWAL race right and we talked about that earlier in the season I believe AJ we kept talking about Brian a little bit being that sleeper team mm-hmm. in the NWAL and and you know and then here they are stepping up and knocking somebody out a little bit um you know no I don't think anybody's out of it in the NWAL yet um you know obviously Liberty Center is a front runner now but um just kind of a huge kind of like wow uh Man, Brian, Brian took a took a step forward in of knocking off PH.
2: Yeah, Brian's one of those kind of Jekyll and Hyde teams. You didn't really know what to expect week from week. They come off back to back losses, Archibald and Delta. Then you come out, and you see that halftime score. Like like Logan said, uh, we're all looking at the phone, like twenty eight to nothing at the half. Right, or, or close to the half, I guess. But um, yeah, it's wow. He didn't really, uh, coach redhead. <laughs> I mean, what momentum though does that
0: give Brian? I mean, I mean, you you lose to Archibald. or I mean, you lose, yeah, you lose to Archibald. you lose to Delta. I mean, yep. as a team, you got to think you're kind of down some, but for your, you to come out at home and pull off a performance like this, and Patrick Henry, we've talked about them throughout the year. I yep. mean, they're a good team, absolutely, and for them to come out and hold on to a win against someone like that, I mean, that's got to be huge, riding into the last couple weeks of the regular season at, for
2: for the Brian Golden Bears. Yeah, uh, Liberty Center this week, so another, like, jump right back in the fire.
3: Yeah, when I first saw that score, I it didn't dawn on me that it was Brian that had 28. For some reason, I was thinking, you guys were saying that Patrick Henry's up 28-7. I'm like, okay, that's kind of getting away from it a little bit. Then I realized, I was like, wait, well, no, you know, you said Brian was winning that. Wow, that's a way different ball game than I was kind of expecting. I thought it was going to be a lot closer, a lot tighter. I thought Patrick Henry's going to come out, which it ended up being a lot tighter, uh, but not the way I was expecting it to be,
1: I totally agree with all your comments. <clears throat> I mean, you look at Brian's schedule the, their losses were to Van Wert and Archbold, and then you know they lost the one to Dell the last you know prior week. but um yeah, I mean, so they're you know and they're playing and they're scoring some points, but i mean uh. You know, you never know. I mean, that's uh, why you play the games, I guess, every week, right? I mean,
0: you yeah. look at your losses too, Tony. I mean, Van Wert has one loss. Yeah. Uh, who else? Delta has two losses now. Yeah. Archbold and Archbold has one loss. I mean, <laughs> there you right. go, right there. I mean, that's a pretty exactly. tough schedule. Yep. So they're not losing the games that they quote unquote are supposed to. I mean, they're they're competing, but they're not losing games that they should not lose. Right. 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 Uh, let's go ahead. We'll move on to the next game. Elida at Defiance. Uh, Defiance ended up winning 31-14. to 14. And, again, Defiance just continues to roll this this year. Uh, Travis Cooper to, continues to do a nice job and get those kids to play for him well. And uh, Defiance actually outgained Elida 334 total yards to Elida's 178 total yards. But, again, Elida was without their starting quarterback due to an injury from week four. And last week – oh talking about the previous week before they played Defiance, um, that starting quarterback for Elida was moved to a wide receiver for the game. So Elida ended up going with a sophomore mark quarterback, quarterback for the game and uh, getting his first start. But, again, they had some athletes step up, especially they were missing a two-way starter in Christian Camusso due to injury. And, again, the kids came out and played. And, uh, I mean, Elida, they, were, they had some wins under their belt too. So Defiance is making a case for themselves in the WBL. So thoughts on this game.
2: At one time, I believe it was four zero on the season. Yeah. So, um, which I think most of us here have been mostly positive uh, for Defiance and Coach Cooper on the season, especially the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, even last week, I kind of stepped back and said, "Hey, if you step back and look at Defiance's schedule moving forward, you could look at a good seven and three, <laughs> you know, record here." And every week that Defiance comes out, they just seem to be building more and more momentum, and you have very good offensive threat. I mean, Zipful, Castile. And uh, Craig Nichols also back there now, so it's Defiance has a really good program. Uh, Cooper. Has everything going in the right direction this year? And I mean, nothing but positive thoughts and uh, play coming from Defiance. And look at like you said, Elida, I think I believe was it
0: four or no at one point last week. They were four and one going to the yep. Defiance game. But look at how many computer points that gets Defiance too. Yeah. I mean, there's been that talk about Defiance possibly hosting a home game yeah, around the playoff a, time. And I'm all they got to do mention. is all they got to do is make one of the top eight spots. And I mean, that's a lot of computer points right there. And say Elida continues to get some more wins and uh, get, against some bigger schools. I mean that keeps moving defiance up the list. So I mean I would say that keeps looking the chances of defiance hosting keep looking better and better as the weeks go on.
3: Yep. Yeah. So you're about to look it up, right, Keith? Uh, right, now, right now, yeah, Right
1: now they're seventh.
0: Okay. seventh so, so they were host.
3: In, they're in there.
1: Yeah, I, did. I kind of cracked Defiance for that. It was a hot take of Defiance going <laughs> to host a game. <laughs> Defiance isn't going to be hosting if it's a Division 7 game, right? But, um, no, Defiance is, again, you know, we just kind of see these, it like, uh, you know, we, we talk about, the, the you know, the front runners like the Liberty Centers and the Archbolds, and, but, you know, in Van Wert. You know, then you got these sleeper teams like Brian and Defiance that are just going through and just taking care yep. of business. And next thing you know, you look and you're like, wow, um, Ayersville's another one. You know, that's talking about the other teams and, and all of a sudden here comes these guys kind of out of the shadows like, hey, right. uh, we're still here. We haven't gone anywhere. Um, and Defiance has been doing a great job and just kind of keep plugging away and getting getting wins. And, and, and their and schedule t- looks pretty nice, you know, for the next couple weeks at least. And, uh, you know, they end with Wapakoneta, but –
0: you know, Tony, uh, I forgot you—you you made that comment on the hot takes. Yes, I'm all I did. Some, some defiance <laughs> fans are really, uh, really looking at you now.
1: <laughs> hey, if that sparked
2: in my head, that's good. That's what I said. I'm yeah. just kidding, man. It's all in good fun. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Though, as, as Tony said, you look at defiance's next three games at Bath, home versus Slida, home versus OG, and then you wind up with WAPOC. I mean, that's a very that could be you know that's a three and one possible final four games right there. Definitely. Dang.
0: Um, let's go ahead. We'll move on to the next game. Uh, we'll move on to the game that we were at broadcasting. Uh, Tenora at Wayne Trace. Tenora ended up being victorious, thirteen to six. And
2: uh, who wants to start this one? Uh, but, uh, just Javen Gaines. I <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. that's really all. That's about all you can say right there. Uh, Javen's first game back uh, since his wrestling injury um, at the, at the state state uh, wrestling tournament, and boy, he just came out uh dominant just what a game changer though Oh having him boy, back. i boy. mean as long as he stays healthy i
0: mean yep. didn't you say he had a, i mean we watched it but i don't know official statistics he said a couple uh, pair sacks and i think he had six tackles this is unofficial s- six six uh, tackles and two sacks and a, a handful probably close yep. to four or five tackles for loss yep. maybe i don't know i mean he was just uh, he was, ripping through that offensive line and i mean especially like we saw too that game was a true Defensive battle. Yeah, well, there was not much offense right. from either
2: side. So that was one of those old school heavyweight fights that, like, your dad or something used to watch back <laughs> in the day, like, Evander Holyfield and Mike Tyson or something. It was like both teams Tenor got out to a 13 nothing lead, and you're finally thinking, hey, offense is clicking after that fantastic play by Dominic Graziani. Yeah. Like, he scrambled to the near side, then came back to the far side, hit uh, uh, Brandon Edwards out there, and took it in for the touchdown. But 13 nothing, and then uh, Wayne Trace got that block punt right before the half, about, about three months to go or so. Yeah, special teams was then. huge right. in that game, it too. Was. We talked about yep. that.
0: There was the block punt, return yep. for a touchdown, yep. and uh – Block, turn, block or block extra, extra point, point. Yep. and yep. uh there was one other big play too I thought I can't remember what the third one was but right. regardless I mean it showed us again and reminded us how important special teams right. is for these games and we talk I mean you have offense defense and your special teams there's three parts to the game and you got to be on your A game in all three
2: Yeah I mean the Rams defense has been pretty dominant uh, outside of the game one versus uh Liberty Center mm-hmm. um then you look at the final stats again um, Rams limit Wayne Trace to under under 100 yards I think they had 86 total yards so you get gains back in the flow along with everybody else you have uh, on that Rams defense and more and more it's just they're just steaming steaming ahead so Don't yeah, it's, you have any, or it's, AJ?
3: it's just uh, you know last week during the podcast I believe I said something about Wayne Trace uh-huh. has this curse to them this year huh. for any opponents coming into their field that play them seems like Turnovers are a problem. Errors, like mistakes are made all over the place. And we saw a lot of that in that game. Uh, There was, I think, Tenora had a fumble. Uh, Wayne Trace blocked one of their punts. Wayne Trace had one interception.
2: Uh, Actually, Brandon Edwards had that one down on the goal line where he kind of like he he mossed somebody, basically, (laughs) jumped up (laughs) over the kid and kind of actually looked like it got deflected into his arms, kind of like a pinball effect, but it was a heck of a play by Brandon. Yeah, so, like, it wasn't
3: one of the worst games we've seen with uh, Wayne Trace where they had, I think there was nine turnovers in one of their games right, right back and forth, yep. so, like, it wasn't the worst situation, but it was definitely something to mention going into that game to yeah, be careful with some of these mistakes because it just seems to be happening constantly when whoever plays Wayne Trace.
1: I, I just, you know, Keith, what was the Rams' total offensive numbers? You know, um, offhand, I don't know. I,
0: I can I, I can get it real quick. I do remember though in the second half, yeah. Snorer came out and had I believe 37 total yards yeah. of offense. So,
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, I mean, it was I think it was just without like getting in 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 depth research, I think we had about 150 yards at the half, okay. and most of those were rushing. We had that touchdown, that 33 yard touchdown. Yeah. So probably roughly down. about 180 yeah. or so. Yeah. Right,
1: right. Yeah, just it just. Um, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about the elephant in the room and just the, Tenora's offense, just sputtering. Um, you know, and, and it seemed like with Graziani, there was kind of a spark. And, um, you know, and Keith mentioned the great play he made. At, at, you know, we, we, I don't think any of us really know how he got loose, but all of a sudden no. there's two guys there, and all of a sudden he's going the other way. I'm like, what, how do they not tackle him? Um, you know, but he kept his eyes downfield, did a great job getting the ball to Brandon, and uh, Brandon did the rest, you know, and, and ran it in. But, you know, it just seemed like after that – um, you know, then he, he had the, the, you know, the mistake and he tripped and fell on his own feet. And then we didn't see him anymore the rest of the game. And, um, you know, and that was a low snap on a shotgun snap. And I think he kind of just, in my opinion, I think he panicked, tried to get out, kind of tripped over his own feet. Yeah. And, and that was the last we saw of him. And, um, you know, I, I just think, I, I don't know. I think tenora has got to do something different offensively. It's just not working. Um, you know, it just, um, I mean, I, I I guess I'm not – I don't want to talk about it too much and make people mad, but the, we've, we've said it from week one and we said it week two and we said it week three and we just keep talking about the same thing, right. um, their offense. I think the defense is, obviously is keeping them in ball games. You know, we only allow people to score six points and you can find a way to put points on the board. Um, you know, and defensively we didn't allow Wayne Trace to score, right? I mean, it was a block punt scoop and score, but so um, – you know, defense is going to keep you in ball games, but you know, it's just like in, in baseball, you can, your pitcher can throw a shutout, but if you don't put runs on the board, you're not going to yeah. win either. Right. It's going to be a tie. So we got to find a way to get points on the board. And it seems like Tenora's offense is doing just enough. And as we get down the stretch here, I don't yep. think just enough. is going to be enough. I could not have said what you just said yeah. any better than that.
0: <laughs> and, and we talked, I mean, we've talked at length about this issue and, as as a coaching staff i mean you got to be critical of yourself if you go through you're over the halfway point in the season and your offense is still sputtering you got to be self critical and you got to put the best players in those positions that are going to give you the best chance to win like right. when i was at college at the university of finley our coaches didn't care if you were an all american and actually we did we had an all american offensive lineman and the one of the hardest decisions my coach ever made was replacing him for someone else but he believed in his heart that that was his best chance that season to let us lead to a win. And mm-hmm. I mean he benched an all-American and replaced him with a different offensive lineman. And how tough of a decision yeah, would that wow. be as a coach? It's I mean, yeah, wow. he still to this day, he wonders if that was the best. But he knew something had to be done at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think too, I mean, you're putting up 180 yards of offense, 37 in the second half. Yeah. And we talked to like the quarterback situation. Right. You gotta figure that out because and we've talked to Um, As far as Gavin Eckert, he's a great athlete. Absolutely, I cannot say enough about him. And as a defensive back, I've I've liked him the last few years. Last year, honestly, he was him and Cole Comiso probably one of the better two defensive backs, one two punch for in the area. But um, I think almost move him somewhere else and put him in a position to make some plays. But. I really like Graziani. I know he slipped and fell in that one play, but to me, that's not enough to, no, especially after to bench he the him the rest of the game. After he made the other play. Yeah. Right. And and the thing is, too, he's just a sophomore. So, I mean, you get someone like that in your program, you know, get a couple games under his belt. I mean, you're looking at the future of the program here. Right, I mean, you're right, looking in for years to come. You're not just looking for this year. And again, put Gavin in some places where he can thrive absolutely. and catch the ball. I mean, he's a good receiver, too, we've seen in the past. Yeah. So I think, like you said, Tony, I mean, they got to get the offense. Offense figured out because you start playing some tough games down the stretch. You got Airsville, you got Edgerton, um, and then you make playoffs. Your offense has to do way more than enough, right? Especially in Division five, or Division Five, Region Eighteen, and yeah. we've seen some of those teams that are in there. So, yeah, I
1: mean, you're going to be facing the you know the Liberty Centers and the Archbolds. Yeah. and the, you know, and I honestly, it, the the Liberty Center game, they you know, we ran the shotgun a little bit there, and I look at the, per, my perfect thing would be. But Graziani, whoops! But Graziani at quarterback, and put Eckert out there to catch the ball. I mean, that right. you know, we always talk about put your jackrabbits out there and let them run and find somebody open. And I think that would, you know, you could really spark something there. I You know, getting Gavin, like you said, in a different position. Um, I just think it looked good when he was in there, and then as soon as he came out, the offense just kind of fell off the table.
0: Yep, I agree, and I think it just makes him more multi-dimensional too. Right. I mean. Um, I, I believe at times they become very one-dimensional and everyone and their brother knows, and we kind of saw it with Wayne Trace, they made adjustments at halftime and their linebackers were filling those holes oh, at the yeah. line right away. I yeah. mean, there was no time spent because they did not respect the pass at all. So yeah, absolutely. I think going forward, you got to open that passing game up and uh, have someone back there that the teams can respect. But right. again, uh, both kids we talked about, nothing against either of them. They're both great athletes. Absolutely. Just saying what we personally think would be better for the team. Right.
1: But they both – I mean, defensively, Sonora played great again. Um, you know, like you guys said, Javen Gaines just – I actually ran into him to the gas station uh, Saturday, and um, <laughs> he was talking to me, and I asked him about the little dance he did. He's like, I told Coach <laughs> I was going to do that, so I did it. And I was like, I ah, would love that you back out there enjoying yourself. Yeah, and he yeah, said, he exactly. said he felt great. Um, no issues whatsoever, so Good, he said he's great. ready to go. Good I deal. mean,
2: just, just like trying to uh, just cap it off a little bit, but that's just one more piece of the puzzle you throw in there and – you really have nobody to double team. I mean, guess you double team Javen now, but that leads everybody <laughs> else up the open up front there. So exactly, like Graham and all the others. So
3: talking about that little like dance he did after you know making plays, those are the kinds of things I like to see in football teams in high school. Have fun with it. Yeah, you know, this is high yeah. school football. It's not the most serious thing you're going to have in your life. It's a good time to go out there, enjoy what you're doing and live it up, live in the moment because you've only got four years of it. You know, some people are lucky like Logan here and get a couple extra years, but (laughs) for the most of us, you know, enjoy your time playing football because you're going to miss it.
0: I I totally agree with you, AJ. One thing I'd like to see more too is kids get in the end zone and celebrate with your teammates. (laughs) Like my, my coach, Coach Allen at Finley said, um, Touchdowns never scoring touchdowns never gets boring. I (laughs) mean, there's there's a truth to that. (laughs) I mean, you you bust your butts in those games to put the ball in the end zone. Go down there, celebrate with your teammates. Obviously, nothing excessive. You can go down there, pat them on the butt, (laughs) give them a high five. You know, get them hyped up. I mean, you guys just scored a touchdown. I'd like to see a lot of teams do that more too. So. All right, let's go ahead. Let's move on to the next game. Van Wert at Ottawa-Glandorf. And uh, this one was kind of surprising at halftime. This game was 10-10, to but Van Wert ended up winning 31-16. to So um, I was pretty shocked about this. I mean, we kind of seen Ottawa-Glandorf
1: struggle a little bit this season. But uh, you guys have thoughts on this game? The only thing I thought was when we saw that score, I thought, what? I mean, i it- um, Van Wert just scored seventy points, and now they're tied with OG, yep. who's been really been struggling this year. And they're tied ten ten. It's kind of like, uh, what happened? Only thing I can think maybe is that Van Wert kind of glanced past. Yeah, it's kind you know, of OG, OG and about. and uh, you know, kind of like, hey, we got at halftime. Like we got to wake up here, right? I I look at Ottawa
0: Glandorf and. I just can't fathom where the, what kind of feel I'm getting from them. You know, week one they play at home against a very good Eastwood team. They lose 0-17, to which is not terrible. They play at Wapakoneta week two and only lose that game by seven points. And we know how good Wapakoneta is. I mean, they beat Van Wert. Yeah, absolutely. So that's another game. But then you go ahead a few weeks later, um, you look at them playing Lima Bath. And Lima Bath has, uh, what, zero wins, I believe? One. Or one. No, maybe. Or, yeah, I don't. No,
2: OG has one,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bath has zero wins, yep. and yep. they only win that game 14 nothing. So it's like <laughs> they're just kind of all over the place. Right. I feel like if they could get on a constant rhythm, they'd uh, they put up a battle. But I, I don't know. Week after week, it's like you don't know what you're going to get out of them. Some, and uh, they got a game with Defiance coming up. I'd like to see that matchup. I mean, I think uh, if Ottawa-Glandorf wins a couple games, and I think that would be a pretty good game. But uh, you guys have any other comments on this yeah,
2: when I when I guess – after all the, the the results came in and you saw the final score but you saw the halftime score in comparison to this one it's kind of like the Ayersville and Hicksville score we saw it was eight nothing yeah. at half like like <laughs> like uh coach Fairchild said you kind of almost wonder if you go through the motions and everything you see a team on paper here's the record and there's this you, you show up you go through the motions and before you know it at halftime it's you're heading in the locker room it's and you're getting screamed at by your coaches (laughs) and on the other side like if you're Arizona playing Hicksville coach Mickey probably just unleashed on those kids for a couple seconds to you know kind of get your head in the game hey it's a four-quarter game here let's go like
3: somebody here mentioned earlier there's a reason we play these games yeah, yep. You, know, you can't overlook anybody because you can always so lose a game that you
2: shouldn't lose. We could probably go through the last two or three weeks and just pick out on paper two or three that, hey, yeah, these – Just – you look at the halftime score or the final score and, you know, there are kind of some head scratchers and a little bit of shocking, you know, like, hey – is your was your head in the game the first half? <laughs> or
1: you know, you know, and sometimes you know, from the, coming from the coaching side, sometimes you just get out there and you go, and they they schemed you really well and they right, they right found right. they yeah. found True. something yep. with you that they hey I can I can, you know yep. I can kind of pick at this and and they, you know they just kind of pick at you until you get in the halftime and then you start talking to your guys and say, like, hey what what happened yep and uh, oh all right we'll take care of that and then you know then they, they kind of take care of business after that but,
2: I give give uh, OG credit I mean they yeah. they played. You know, one of the better teams in the area, toe to toe for pretty much, well, one half for sure. Yeah. So definitely.
0: And I mean, and you look at that, and uh, Van Wert's been number one all year, all year. or pretty yeah, much right. all year, I yep. believe. Yeah. So um, I, I, that that impressed me out of Ottawa Glendorf. I mean, that showed me, I mean, like I said, they've just been all over, ups and downs, and maybe they can figure things out that uh, they'll get, get on the win column. Let's go ahead. Let's look at a couple more games here, real quick. Uh, Bluffton was at Crestview, and Bluffton ended up kind of coming away with that uh, with a 17-14 win. Um, again, Crestview's Crestview's another team. They started off three and zero on the season. You know, pretty good start. Yeah. They uh, they had a win against Wayne Trace. Um, Parkway and Hicksville kind of down this year. But, uh, again, after that, they dropped three more games. So they're down to a 3-3 three and three record. So uh, what were your guys' thoughts on this uh, game here between Bluffton and Crestview?
2: Yeah, for me, Logan, it's like uh, mentally I'm still picturing, I guess, to Crestview, the team that was 3-0, and and we're like the 11th in the state. Right. Yeah, I, that's I my believe kind of in, picture the initial, too. in the initial poll. And then ever since then, they just, they're just kind of taking several steps backwards. So whether it be injury or just opponent, it's – you know, um, as an outsider looking in, you're kind of wondering, you know, what's what's going on at Crestview. Yeah,
3: yeah. The, going into the the picks for the end of the night here, it makes my pick for that game uh, Liber- uh, Lipsick versus Bluffton makes it kind of difficult. Yeah, I, I right. tossed it around for a little while, and and we'll get to that. But Bluffton just they've had some some good wins here, and uh, especially with Crestview not doing as well as what we kind of saw at the beginning of the year, it's yep. it's interesting.
1: I mean, just looking at Lipstick's or I'm um, sorry, Crestview's you know, schedule. Like you said, they were three and and then just you know they faced uh, Allen East, they lost. They faced Elvis Jefferson and lost. They faced Bluffton and lost. And they got Columbus Grove this week, and then you know Lipsick to finish out the season. Uh, and Spencerville and Ada, in their away. also three. You know, they play Columbus Grove at home, and then three straight away games. Um, boy, I don't know. They 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 need to find it. Um, yeah. Because I got some. I got a little bit of a tough tough road to hoe here and uh
0: yes our sign did just fall down so <laughs> the the show still goes on but uh we'll fix it at next break so not that big of a deal we're just trying to get fancy with it today and uh try to cover up all these cords here so we're trying to elevate it a little bit so uh i i just wonder see, what was going on there you so. see logan's sexy legs <laughs> yeah i got pants on today i still got my work clothes on so but, nope, the show goes on. So, uh, let's go ahead. Let's move on to the next game. We'll talk about a couple more. 8-man. Uh, wow. Big win for Holgate. Um, they ended up giving the Fort Wayne Crusaders their first loss of the year. And the Crusaders have been blowing out everyone this year. And uh, Holgate, they <laughs> they strapped up those helmets and uh, – they were ready to play because they came away with a 30 25 win. And uh, quarterback Xavier McCord from Holgate had one heck of a performance. And uh, those kids played hard and they came away with a victory. So, thoughts on this big win for Holgate, guys?
2: Yeah, they said the, uh, their first half was just amazing as far as stats from what I saw. Mm-hmm. It was very impressive, especially rebound on somebody you uh, rebound to win on the, on the second time around. So, yeah, very impressive win by Holgate.
1: Tony, your agent? Yeah, yeah, I just I, I saw the score and I was kind of surprised. To, um, you know, I mean I know Holgate's been playing well, but I figured uh Fort Wayne would take care of business. And Holgate played well. Like you said, uh Stevie McCord put up some good stats and took care
2: of business with those guys. It's kinda it's pretty awesome. It's a ninety-four yard touchdown drive to win the game. Wow. With oh, a wow. minute tw- twenty-seven left. So
0: And you know what that sets up for this week. Well, we'll get to it eventually, but <laughs> yes. the big old Holgate and Striker matchup, <laughs> yeah. two local Northern awesome. Eight uh, football teams. So I believe they're both four and one too. Yeah. So wish, they, I was,
2: wish that was a Saturday night game. Oh, man, I know man. that'd be that'd be awesome.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a pretty big game. So sure. definitely one of the better ones in the area coming up. Uh, let's hit on a couple more games here. Uh, Montpelier was at uh, St. Joseph Central Catholic. And Montpelier and Coach Andy Robinson were able to come away with their second win of the season. So uh, congratulations to them. And they won 43-23. to 23. So, again, uh, Montpelier proved uh, proved to uh, be enough to win the game. And uh, good to see another local team uh, yep. and a new head coach this year get another win on the yep, chart. Absolutely. I mean, that's huge for the program, especially when you're trying to establish something and get it yep. going. And uh, Coach Robinson, continue he continues to put in the effort and get his kids to yep. play for him. So uh, guys, thoughts on this game?
1: I I just looked at this, looked at Montpelier's schedule. You know, they played Antwerp, Edgerton, um, you know, Evergreen at the beginning of the season, Antwerp, Evergreen, Edgerton. You know, three losses, bang, 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 had only scored seven points. And then they they played this Tuscarawas or whatever that is um, and threw out 40 points. Then come right back to play Eden, only threw up seven. And then they come back this week and throw up 43 points. So something, something there is not, (laughs) you know, you're throwing up 40 points or you're throwing up seven or zero. You know, it, um, you know, something's going on defensively there or offensively, however you want to say it, that, uh, that something that didn't work against everybody else that worked against those teams. And you throw up, you go from that that, bit, that drastic of a difference each week.
3: AJ, you got any comments? Uh, no, I honestly I don't know much about this game, uh, but Montpelier coming out with another win is always awesome. I, I always look forward to seeing how some of the teams at the bottom of the list continue to get their wins and slowly starting to build that program up a little bit, so all
0: right well that concludes our uh game recaps from last week let's go ahead and uh, take a break to hear from our sponsors and uh i'll fix our sign too next time <laughs> you guys watch so <laughs> we're gonna take a break Good. three court is a family owned and operated business who offers the highest quality embroidery screen printing sign and promotional items to customers of northwest ohio at competitive prices locations in Archbold, napoleon and bowling green Check them out at threecord.com. That's t h r e e c o r d.com. For any of your auto body or collision needs, be sure to check out Bat and stevens Body Shop. Voted the number one body shop in Northwest Ohio by Crescent News readers. Give them a call today at 419-497-3111 to schedule your free estimate. Check out Tenora Rams Live. Live events broadcast on YouTube and post-game results, articles, schedules, and more can all be found on tenorarams.com. Feel free to look up their Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram pages as well. Jimenez Basketball Academy strives to create an atmosphere to cultivate basketball fundamentals in Northwest Ohio youth athletes, offering one-on-one sessions, group sessions, speed and agility training, and much more. Located in Pettisville, Ohio, call Coach Jesse today at 419-551-8105. We're back on the NWO Sports Podcast. Logan Bailey here with Keith Brown, Tony, and AJ Fairchild. So, uh, we're moving on to Player of the Week from week six. And again, another week of multiple good performances. A um, couple of really tight games last week, but uh, a lot of kids stepped up and a lot of kids uh, ended up making this finalist list for Player of the Week from NWO Sports. So, let's go ahead and I'll rattle off some names and positions and uh, what schools are from, and uh, we'll discuss where we we're kind of leaning. Um, and we'll go from there. So let's get it started. Ayersville running back Owen Burner had 17 carries, 192 rushing yards, 11.3 yards a carry, and two rushing touchdowns. Ayersville wide receiver Abe Delano, three receptions, 163 receiving yards. I thought this was crazy. 54.3 yards a catch is what he's averaging, and two receiving touchdowns. So uh, you're pretty much driving half the field with one <laughs> catch. So that was pretty crazy stat. Striker running back, Levi Barnum. Uh, Barnum and the boys, according to Keith. (laughs) So uh, over at striker, uh, 14 carries, 216 rushing yards, three rushing TDs. Uh, Striker quarterback, Jacob Caldwell, he was 21 of 24, 88% completion percentage, 196 passing yards, two passing TDs, and one rushing TD. Wauseon quarterback Trey Parsons had a nice game. 15 of 21, 71% completion percentage, 150 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, and he had four total touchdowns for the game. Antwerp quarterback Carson Altimus was 14 of 18 for the game, 308 passing yards, four passing TDs. Edgerton quarterback Corey Everts was 9 of 10, 90%. 131 passing yards, two passing TDs, nine carries for 92 rushing yards. He had two rushing touchdowns and totaled four TDs for the game. Brian running back Sam Harold, what a game from him. 35 carries, 263 rushing yards, and he was averaging seven and a half yards a carry with three rushing touchdowns. And I thought that was crazy, too, to have that many carries and still average seven and a half yards yeah. a carry. That's very impressive. Um, Brian quarterback Jace Kepler was nine of 11, 82% completion percentage. He had 80 passing yards, one passing touchdown. 19 carries, 111 rushing yards, two rushing TDs, and three total touchdowns for the game. And I tell you what, those Brian boys can run the ball. So, Holgate quarterback Xavier McCord was 16 of 19, 84% completion percentage, 259 passing yards. He had three passing touchdowns. He had an interception thrown, but he also had an interception on the defensive side of things. Archibald running back Carson Dominic, he returned again to the finalist list here. 17 carries, 127 rushing yards, and five rushing touchdowns, which is pretty impressive. I mean, thinking like rushing touchdown wise, the only other person I know that had that many was probably KP DeLarber from Tenora last year that had, <laughs> yeah. had that many in a game. I think KP might have had six in that game or maybe five. But again, to have five rushing touchdowns in one game, what a performance from him! Patrick Henry quarterback Nash Meyer was 27 of 42, 64% completion percentage, uh, 397 passing yards, four passing touchdowns, one rushing TD, and he had five total touchdowns for the game. Patrick Henry wide receiver Landon Johnson, 13 receptions, 171 receiving yards, and one receiving touchdown. And again, they made one heck of a comeback towards Brian, but just couldn't get it done. But again, two great performances by the Patrick Henry kids. And last but not least, Napoleon running back Andrew Williams. He was a former player of the week for us. He had 20 carries, 196 rushing yards, and two rushing touchdowns against Maumee last Friday. Well, guys, that is our list of finalists I had from uh, the stats I was able to find. And uh, who wants to start with uh, some guys that were kind of top on your list?
1: Well, for me, I, you know, I look at um, you know the Napoleon running back Andrew Williams throughout another Big game after that 350 yard game he had against yeah, a record setting performance, yeah. And you were, you were saying five rushing touchdowns, I believe he had four in that game, yeah. yeah I remember right. right, so um, yeah, that's pretty impressive. But uh, you know, I, I do like Sam Harold, th- 263 yards, it's uh, and a, and a big game against a
2: you know
1: conference rival Patrick Henry. That's that's pretty awesome, definitely.
3: I like seeing some of these names that keep popping back up over and over again. You know, Levi Barnum, it seems like we talk about him every single week uh Carson Altimus is always up there uh with 308 passing yards that's a lot I know uh who did they end up playing this past week here uh and we're played Fairview oh Fairview okay um so I I, you know they didn't have a super tough opponent but still putting up 308 yards you know it's still pretty impressive especially having 14 of 18 uh so his completion percentage was pretty up there uh looking at a lot of these quarterbacks in the area here over the last week their completion percentages were Pretty damn high. Uh, Corey Everett's with ninety percent. Jason Kepler with Brian, he was eighty two percent. Xavier McCord eighty four percent. So like some of these guys are way up there in the in the completion percentage, and that's what matters to me more so than the passing yards, because a lot of these passing yards come from post catch yards. True. Right. So m- to me, the more important stat for a quarterback is your completion completion percentage. Seeing that you're throwing for you know twenty one for twenty four like Jacob Jacob Caldwell at Striker, you know those are pretty impressive stats to
2: me. Uh, for me, highlighted a couple. Uh, we're talking about
3: the uh, earlier.
2: He had a 76 and a 74 yard. Those are both touchdown receptions. So that's a majority of his yards right there was just on the two catches. But very um, uh, important and very. Uh, just kind of a lights-out performance there on three catches for 163 yards. And we'll get to see him this week uh, on Friday night at Sonora. So, looking forward to seeing him. Um, you guys touched on uh, Sam Herold. Um Boy, that's playing against a quality defense like Patrick Henry. Um, Shout-out to Holgate Xavier McCord. I mean, you had to go, I believe, 94 yards to take the lead in that game late. So, I mean, you if anybody that's been on the football field and you got to go – Basically, that whole length of the football field, and you're just thinking, my gosh, we got, are we going to get down there? But to lead uh, Holgate all the way down there, that's that's extremely uh, impressive. So, and again, seems like every week Nash Myers on this list, um, again, just comes to work, brings the lunch pail, and takes care of business. So,
0: and looking at some of the guys that were uh, really top of my list, uh, Keith hit a couple of them. Uh, gate quarterback Xavier McCord to to lead a yep. game winning drive right. like you yep. said ninety four yards that if like Keith said if you've been on a football field I don't if you're not on that is one of the hardest things to drive <laughs> ninety plus yards for a touchdown especially when the game's on the Online, line yep. so I mean he was one that really stuck out to me uh, again. Uh, A.J. kind of pointed out some of the completion percentages of these quarterbacks, and he was 84% threw in about, almost 259 passing yards and three passing touchdowns, and he had an interception on defense, so uh, yes. pretty efficient from him. Again, Nash Meyer, another excellent performance. He really made a comeback. Um, and I really like the the Brian boys, Jace Kepler and Sam Harold. I mean, they really kind of turned things around. You know, Brian took a couple of losses here, and uh, they kind of bounced back against a good Patrick Henry team. Mm-hmm. So those two uh, also stood out to me. And uh, we talked again. Um, we kind of narrowed it down between about four or five or so. We had some discussion. But uh, uh, at the end of the day, when you can be a really good conference opponent and – I mean, honestly, I, I don't know if they would have been favored if if you had a spread on this game. I don't know yeah, if they I don't know not. if they would have been favored. Probably not. But uh, we ended up deciding uh, the Northwest Ohio Sports Player of the Week is going to go to Brian, running back Sam Harold, with 35 carries, 263 rushing yards, five seven five seven and a half yards of carry, and he had three rushing touchdowns. And to hold on and do that against Patrick Henry. Yep um very good performance from sam harold and uh as well as from jace kepler too i mean those two really led the way for that brian offense and uh they ended up getting the win uh so again uh congratulations to sam harold from running back from brian and the player of the week will receive a plaque sponsored by bat body shop at the end of the season so again for all these kids that made the finalist list and that did not keep up the good work and uh try to continue to uh, make this list at the end of each week so um we enjoy uh, watching your performances and seeing you guys represent the Northwest Ohio area. Let's go ahead. Let's move on to the power rankings for week seven. And, again, I'll go ahead and run through our power rankings here. Um, these were released uh, yesterday. So they were out on social media, on NW Sports for Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So go ahead and check that out, but we're going to go ahead and I'll reveal groups of these teams, and we'll discuss on how we think they are fairly or not fairly ranked. So uh, it's, a, it's a chance for these guys to roast me on my uh, power rankings that <laughs> takes in a lot of factors. So let's go ahead. Uh, let's look at number 27, Hicksville, number 26, Hilltop, number 25, Fairview, number 24, Swanton, number 23, Montpelier, number 22, Paulding, number 21, Evergreen. Thoughts on this group here, guys
1: uh the only the only one that's you know not at the bottom yet is o g <laughs> um but you know after kind of putting up a little fight against Van Wert, maybe you've got them where they need to be so at, that bottom group is kind of a you know, anybody's game there,
2: yeah, I think they're accurately ranked, but like like I said last week when kind of went a little more in depth on these these bottom five as we'll call it, but like Hicksville, I mean even though they're ranked twenty seventh Go ask Coach Mickey what he thinks of the, of the Hicksville Aces, and at the end of the first half last yeah. week. Yeah, no so, kidding. Um, Coach Lucas Smith obviously had the boys ready to go, and and not to elaborate on like a previous conversation conversation from last week, but if you're these kids from Hicksville and Hilltop, and these kids that continue to go out and practice and play every single day, that first half, um, Hicksville uh, over at uh, at Airsville. I mean, that right there is eight nothing at halftime. So, yeah, I mean, I think you, you think one of these days,
0: I think even looking at Hicksville at number 27, they still have a chance. They have a couple winnable games that are coming up. And yep. uh, you think possibly, I mean, you look in the GMC, you have Hicksville and Fairview, two teams without a loss and it. And they got to play each other at one point. So yep. I think that will be a good matchup. And uh, we'll see who end up ends up winning that later down the line. Yep. Let's go ahead, let's move on to the next group here. Um, looking at number 20, North Central. Number 19, Wayne Trace. Number 18, Ottawa Glendorf. Number 17, Crestview. Number 16, Eden. Thoughts on this group here?
1: For me, you know, North Central, um, they're playing great. And, I, you know, being at 20, I, I really think those guys probably, um, in my opinion, should be ranked a little higher. Um, they've been playing great, taking care of business. Four and two. I think the, the thing with North Central
0: that I find difficult is the strength of schedule. Um, like, I know they're four and two, but some of the teams they have, uh, I can't remember, Woodmore is one of the first teams. Yeah. They haven't had a win for a while. But, I mean, you look at, too, the performances, though. I mean, they are playing some of these weaker, per se, teams, but they're blowing them out of the water. Yeah. And uh, right. their running backs. Uh, are running very well, too. So, um, Keith and AJ, you guys got any thoughts?
3: I was just kind of looking at the same thing here with uh, North Central and with Wayne Trace being at nineteen. It's kind of like I almost think North Central should kind of leapfrog Wayne Trace a little bit now. I, with Wayne Trace having uh, only two wins, it's hard to say which way it should go.
0: I think too. You look at Wayne Trace. We got a chance to see them play. I think I don't know if that record necessarily accurately rese- represents them because I mean you look at Wayne Trace. They tried going for two and winning against Edgerton, and they yep. came up just short and. Mm-hmm. They only lost to Tenora. They lost to Tenora by what six points? Yep. So Seven. I mean, uh, uh, thirteen six. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's. I, I just feel like Wayne Trace is kind of similar to Ottawa Glandorf in the fact that they're very inconsistent and they just can't get over the hump for a win.
2: Yeah, I think you're right, Logan. I think they're those teams like you see late in the season on your schedule. You really don't want to play them, I guess. Right. Cause yeah. You, they are very competitive, and you know they can they can play you for. Four quarters, so
1: I just uh Logan, I'm gonna pick on you a minute. All right. All right. I'm gonna pick on you. You said I could roast you, so I'm gonna roast you a little bit. You roast me away.
2: <laughs> oh, I am ready.
1: Um, you know, I just uh, I'm gonna go back to the North Central thing. So I, I just just look at I just I was curious after you mentioned that I was curious. So um, you know, North Central, you talk about the strength of schedule. Um and I look at and you've got Edgerton ranked uh, twelve, and I go back and look at their schedule. They played Eden, okay. Yeah. They got Hilltop, Montpelier, Wayne Trace, and Pauling was four teams that they've – four of their wins. Um, you know, and they did they did take care of it pretty handily, other than Wayne Trace it was 21-20. But, um, you know, and then they lost to Ayersville. But, um, you know, the strength of schedule with Edgerton there is, is not, you know, not too big, not too great. Yeah, so I, I mean, anyways, I say that's a fair just, point. Yeah. <laughs> just throwing that out there. No, yeah. I agree. North Central guys, yeah. come on. Get on my back. <laughs>
0: And again, we talked. It's awesome yeah. to see North Central start a pr- right. program yep. and have some, some success. And again, I mean, they've been traveling all over the state to start. Mm-hmm. And I guess last week it was at a neutral site. I believe they played their opponent at Wapakoneta, so okay. they didn't uh-huh. have to travel all the way down to <laughs> right. Dayton per se. But still, from North Central to Wapakoneta, that's still a pretty yeah. pretty hefty drive yeah. there. So yeah, we
1: drove there twice for playoffs. Yeah, yeah. that's enough. <laughs> right. Yeah, North uh, yeah. North Central's north of where we're at yeah. here in Defiance, yeah. so yeah. that's even longer drive. But, no, I think that's uh, – you know, I just hope North Central continues. And, and, and again, we talked about them being in the playoffs, possibly making playoffs. That would be, like, super awesome. So. Yeah, would be.
0: I think Crestview and Eden are another two teams kind of looking at that group that are, again, iffy. I mean, they're both 3-3, three and three, and uh, Eden's coming off a tough loss to Fort Loramie, and Crestview's coming off three consecutive wins. So it's like, where do you put them at? I mean, they're kind of – I know Eden's young, but – Crestview is kind of all over now. I mean, like you said, Keith earlier, Crestview is ranked to what number eleven in the I state. At the one point.
2: time, they were ranked eleventh.
0: Yeah, so it's like you're curious to see how Crestview plays against some of these better opponents in the NWC conference. So,
2: uh, just looking at that region, Region Twenty Six, of Division Seven, um, they're they're with ayersville Antwerp. Um, airsville's third, Antwerp's fourth. Then we go down a little bit farther. There, North Central actually is tenth. Um, Eden is thirteenth. Crestview is fourteenth if the playoffs were to start Saturday, that's where those schools are at. I'm trying to figure Edg- out. Edgerton's in there. They're seventh. So like all the teams we're going to be talking about are, are talking about was kind of in this uh, region 26, division seven. And that's kind of crazy too, that Ayersville's
0: just ahead of Antwerp. I mean, because Ayersville has one loss and Antwerp has or Antwerp has no losses. Right. So right. uh must be some of those schools that Ayersville beat. Um, I believe Bluffton would probably get them quite yeah. a few points. And uh, even – um, Edgerton, too. So those probably rack up a lot of points for the pilots. Uh, let's look at the next group. Coming in at number 15 is Napoleon, 14 Lipsick, number 13 Wassian, number 12 Edgerton, number 11 Tenora. So thoughts on this
1: group here? I don't really have any of that. I think you got that one nailed.
3: Yeah, just kind of talking about Lipsick with them putting up over 400 points a game on average to see them with a 3 and 3 record sitting at 14 is kind of like, man, what is going on there? But, you know, it's it's football (laughs) things happen so it's kind of sad to see them sitting at 14 Because I was expecting some really big things from them this year
0: yeah and I think too I mean they have a really good quarterback and running back at Lipsick and I it wouldn't shock me if they get back to that 450 around there 400 yards of uh offensive game I mean that's that's pretty impressive stat um but again I think too we're still trying to figure out Wasion. I feel like they're a team that You know they have the talent and they've made some changes and they seem to be doing better but again I feel like they're kind of one that I'm still wondering about and, and Napoleon too I mean Napoleon's got a couple of good athletes and um, they finally got their second win of the season but again the NLL is tough and uh, they're another one
2: that I, I could potentially see maybe dropping in the future but uh, it's hard to say so yeah, but is kind of like Wassian. kind of got the meat of their schedule coming up we got Ayersville this week then we got Edgerton coming up in a couple of weeks so Rams ranked 11th, um, could see them tumble a little bit here in the upcoming weeks. All right, let's look at the top 10
0: here. So cracking down at number 10 was Patrick Henry, number 9, Brian, number 8, Delta, number 7, Defiance, number 6, Ayersville. So thought on this group in the top 10.
3: What a leap for Brian. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> Brian,
0: big jump uh, yeah. from, from 17 to 9 this yeah. week. So That's a big win. It yeah, was it's a,
3: it's a huge win for Brian. That's you know congratulations to them pulling out that win. Uh, We've talked about them being kind of a laying in the weeds a little bit, and there it is. <laughs> it happened. So
1: I see you put Airsville ahead of Delta though, even though they
3: had, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I did. I knew that was coming at some point, but it's like at no. what point do do
1: you jump another team? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And and I, I think you know you even you know I don't know with the Brian Delta PH all NWL teams and. I don't know; those guys could go anywhere, right there. Yeah,
0: and I think too, um, someone that has really been impressing me and slowly climbing up. At, and I had some people message me that because preseason wise, I don't remember what I had br- or defiance at. I'll have to look here real quick. But uh, defiance is uh, down to number seven this week. So I mean, mm-hmm. we've we've been praising defiance a lot, yeah. and they've been doing a nice job, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, at the beginning of the year, we were we were still kind of unsure because they Defiance had a rough year last year, and I believe uh, looking where did I have Defiance was 19 coming in at the preseason ranking. So uh, I mean, if, but if
1: you look at them, they were three and seven last year. Yeah. So um, I think Defiance is playing great, and they deserve to move up uh, you know, a big jump from 11 to seven and t- crack. I, I think if they keep winning, they're, you know, they're definitely I think they'll end the season in the top five, in my opinion. I think you can see them easily move ahead of Columbus Grove. And yeah, one of,
2: one of the notes I had actually well, this is Defiance's first three game winning streak since 2013. So <laughs> that's that's pretty good for, for the if ten, you're Bulldog fans. It's almost so. a decade. So that's that's pretty impressive.
0: That's good to hear. Let's go ahead, let's reveal the top five here. So coming in, at number five is Columbus Grove, number four, Antwerp, number three, Archibald, number two, Liberty Center, and number one, Van Wert. So uh <laughs> I know this has stayed the same week to week.
1: So, uh, what are your guys' thoughts on the top five? Uh, my opinion, number one's got to change. Liberty Center's got to be number one. Um, Van Wert's uh, had a couple games here that, um, in my opinion, uh, you know, a minus the seventy-point win, uh, just I think Liberty Center has been just pounding people left and right, um, and you know they're undefeated. I, I think uh, Liberty Center deserves that number one spot.
3: Yeah, I kind of agree with that one. I have been big with Liberty Center since we saw them play Tenora. How they just they've been consistently whooping on people, even even other teams that are in the top here. The to, you know Archbold's right there at three, and they they put it to Archbold quite a bit there uh, for for being such a big rival game that week. Uh, so I would love to see them sitting at number one right now with Van Wert, especially with Van Wert having some closer calls lately.
0: I think one thing, too, I mean, you guys make very valid points is, too. Uh, I mean, Van Wert's played a lot of tough teams, but Liberty Center has, too. So, mm-hmm. I mean.
2: Uh, Actually, go ahead, Logan. Uh, no, you go ahead, Keith. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was looking back at their schedule. You kind of want to go back and watch the game film versus Napoleon and how Coach Sperry right. and the <laughs> Wildcats put up 21 points. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that yeah. was a 35 21 win by Liberty Center, but uh, they pretty much blanked everybody else. Massian scored six. Yeah. But shout out to Nora. Uh, shout out, out Seago. Shout out Archibald, which is probably the most impressive win, really. I'm guessing on here. Yeah. Shout out Swatton. Then you got Brian coming up this week, so this one'll be an interesting one for
1: for Liberty Center with, with Brian on that. I mean, Brian coming off a big win and see if they bring any momentum. And
0: I think too, like you guys said, if, if Liberty Center
1: comes out and they blow out Brian, which we know
0: Brian's got some talent, they're yep. not a bad team. Yep. Uh, I mean, then you can compare because Brian played Van Wert too, so there's sure. a game you can kind of sure. compare yeah. and. uh I mean, obviously, I wouldn't say it's necessarily comparing apples to apples per right. se. I mean, maybe <laughs> apples to oranges or <laughs> apples to bananas, but you get somewhat of a comparison yeah. there. So I think that will be a good uh, good uh, measuring stick for the power rankings. All right. Well, that concludes our power rankings for this week. Let's go ahead. We'll take a break to hear from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Fairchild Family Chiropractic aims to help families to get better together in the least invasive way possible. Dr. Fairchild focuses on the neck using the Blair Technique and Palmer Package adjusting to correct spinal misalignments. Located in Defiance, Ohio, call Dr. Fairchild today at 419-576-5070 to schedule an appointment. Northwest Ohio Basketball hosts premier basketball tournaments for boys in grades 3 to 8 in the area. Upcoming tournaments are right around the corner. Give them a call today at 419 283 5296 or check out their website at nwobball.com. Crystal Vasquez of AmeriMade Realty is a top real estate agent in Northwest Ohio. Crystal's compassion and enthusiasm allow her to find that special property or house just for you. Located in Bryan, Ohio. Give her a call today at 419-799-1243. It is that time of the podcast and it's the hot takes. So, uh, boy, do we have a couple good ones and... uh, Thanks to our good friend, Michael Hearn, and uh, he sent in a hot take. And uh, that hot take starting off was, Keith Brown would win a
2: 100-meter dash of the four of you raced.
0: <laughs> Hashtag hot, hot Take. Oh, so. my
2: word. Yeah, it would be. Uh, well, <laughs> as I as, as these gentlemen just saw between uh, segments here, I had to get up and stretch because I had a cramp forming in my leg. So, a uh, hundred meter dash—that's a long, that's a length of a football field. <laughs> a long and way. And <laughs> I believe it's Maybe. Uh, 110 yards. <laughs> yeah, it's <funny>. Maybe, uh <laughs> man. he might win the,
3: the race to who's going to puke first running that. <laughs> that would be a uh,
2: time. Yeah, 10 years ago, it probably could, but I now, could. man. You know, we would have to make like that. Like a race to the 50, stop, <laughs> <laughs> then go the next 60 yards. <laughs> Take a hydration break.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be one of those. Uh, you'd want to make sure you're videotaped, because I'm pretty sure somebody's going to eat it about halfway down. The legs <laughs> no, are going to give no. out and face plant. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like that's
0: something we would have to do for like a charity event. Right. <laughs> we could raise some major yeah, awesome. money for that and uh,
1: and see how that goes. But uh, yeah, I don't know.
0: That'd be interesting. So <laughs>
1: somebody wants to <laughs> donate some money to the NWO Sports well, uh, podcast. Maybe we'll get it together. We'll go out there. We'll videotape it. And then, <laughs> we'll uh, do
2: it a halftime of the, the final game. Or there you go, Yeah, oh, we can do it. At the, yeah, <laughs> we can
1: do it a halftime of the final tomorrow game. <laughs> you, you know what we
0: should do? I'm gonna make a poll about this. So. I'll go ahead and release this podcast, and I'll make a poll, and we'll see uh, who that's people good. vote out of the four of us who will uh, who would win in a 100-meter dash. I think awesome. that'd be great. We yes. can talk about that next week. So Keith will
2: be training. No, no training. I don't have time for training. <laughs> oh, man, that'd be fun. Gotta eat, We'd, sleep, and work. That's about it.
0: That's a good one. So. He'll be running at work. He'll be doing sprints at work. <laughs> <laughs> Keith will be on the hamster wheel. Yes that's a good one michael that's so awesome. uh, thanks again we like uh we like having some fun
2: so yeah. michael does a fantastic job down he does
0: yeah and be Check, sure to yep. yeah go, go ahead no, i was go just gonna like, i was gonna give him a shout out yep. so go ahead
2: keith no yeah he does he does as you guys could probably hear during our commercial breaks you're like oh that game that name sounds familiar or that that voice sounds familiar occasionally we'll team up during the baseball season and do a game or two together but michael does a great job down there uh his podcast try and listen to that every chance i get around uh, the hern around the hern correct um does a fantastic job down there so thank you michael yep
0: another uh, like we talked about too there's so many great um outlets here in northwest ohio and he's another one that continues to uh to showcase these athletes and uh keep everyone involved in Northwest Ohio sports. It's
2: more of a subject later on. It's not a hot take subject, but it'd be great to like, get like Garrett from the bull and some of these other ones around. You don't really hear too much around cause I guess Garrett's heart region, but Michael, you don't really hear like people that don't know of him in our area um, to get him in, talk to him a little bit and, and get his thoughts and Garrett from the bull and stuff like that. And just like sit down and kind of like we do here, just add a couple more people to it and, and, just, yeah. hey, that'd be a yeah, be like great a time. A kind of the end of the yeah. season. Hey, just come in and start talking. Right. <laughs> yeah, be yeah. awesome. Be really cool. <laughs> I think Keith needs to call somebody out. You it know, it'd be the
1: NWO sports versus <laughs> 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 around the Hearn.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: awesome. But, no, that would be a cool idea. Yeah. And, I mean, nothing better than a bunch of guys sitting around a table. <laughs> and we'd and, never uh, get out of here. Right? What <laughs> time is it? <laughs> 8.50? I have to
2: take the clock off <laughs> yeah. the wall.
0: So, not, nothing better than uh, a bunch of guys uh, sitting around on a weekday talking some high school football. Oh, so, heck yeah. all right. That was a great hot take. Yep. Let's move on to some other ones uh, a little more serious. Yep. So, <laughs> no more about uh, Keith winning some 100 uh, meter dashes, So, which that's debatable. <laughs> so, uh,
2: very
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's go ahead. Let's move to the next one. Brez Zipfel is a top five quarterback. And for those of you do, who don't know, um, Brez Zipfel is a quarterback from defiance high school and he is a sophomore and uh i kind of looked at this and you know what we've talked about defiance and uh brez is just one of those kids that continues to go out um and we kind of talk i would say a little bit more i don't know flashy per se with his stats and that are eye-popping than like a zane Zyder. but i mean keith you mentioned earlier he goes out there and the last couple times pair of touchdowns and right. what close to 200 passing yep. yards too yep. so um I mean, you look at top five quarterback in Northwest Ohio as far as teams we cover. I mean, uh, the I don't know whatever you want to say the cutoff line is for Northwest Ohio. Yeah. I mean, we don't really consider like the inner city Toledo schools right. and stuff like that. Just kind of essentially, it's like a thirty mile radius from Defiance, Ohio is what we cover because that's where we're based out of. And uh, I kind of looked at some quarterbacks, and you know, I was looking at like a Nash Meyer from Patrick Henry. He's he's been amazing this year. Carson Altimus. I mean, I think those two are definitely in the top five. Number one, I I think, in my opinion, quarterback in Northwest Ohio is Aiden Pratt. So he's in there. That's three. And then you kind of look, uh, I mean, we were talking, I mean, Corey Everts is in there, but Corey Everts is more like dual, dual th- threat. Dual threat yeah. like not. Tr- I mean, he is a quarterback, right. but I'm talking more pocket passer can throw the ball, sling it a little bit. I mean, I think Brez probably breaks it in there at 4-5. or five. I mean, honestly, as as a sophomore, and uh, look at how the big things Defiance is doing this year. And, I mean, he's been a big component of it. So what are you guys thinking on this?
3: I just think for him being in, you know, question whether he's top five, you know, somewhere around four or five, as a sophomore, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. That only means good things for him and the future of Defiance football. Uh, you know, when he gets another year under his belt, even two years under his belt, what is he going to be like? a so, you know, late in the season, junior or even all of a senior year, what is he going to be like then? Because, you know, maybe we'll be talking about him number one, number two quarterback at that point. That's an excellent point, AJ. Yeah.
1: Wow. yeah I, I personally there's one guy that you kind of left out of there I think Trey Parsons from wassey on since yeah he's kind of he's yeah. kind of stepped up a little bit and he, you know he's another name I think could come in there he just doesn't have has the stats that everybody else has because he didn't play much the first few games so um until they made that switch but yeah I mean I don't I think brez could be He's in the running. I mean, I think he's definitely in the running. He's definitely a top 10. Yeah, for Um, sure. Top 10. Top 10. Oh, absolutely. And I think, too, another guy that I kind of left or didn't mention is uh,
0: Kyler Sapp from Eden, too. He's another guy. I mean, if you're a quarterback in Bob Owens' offense, you're going to thrive. And uh, he he knows how to coach his quarterbacks up. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean I like your point. I mean he's definitely top top ten. And like like going back to what AJ said as a sophomore, though, I mean, really for
2: him yeah. to be thrown into this conversation, yep. wow. I mean, what a what a job. So I, yeah. I, I guess like if, if you're looking at it as like a coach Fairchild point of view, if I'm Coach Cooper, I'm like, if I got Craig Nichols and uh uh Rogan Castile back there, do I really want my quarterback in the top five? <laughs> <Yeah>. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's like, yeah. boy, I just I just want to hand off and go through the hole and pitch it outside and maybe throw it 15, 16 times a game because I got these yeah. two horses behind me. So. Right. <laughs> and,
0: we, and we talked, too, a little bit off here about some of the youth Defiance has. Yep. Brogan Castillo, I believe, I think he's a junior. Not not 100%, but I know he's not a senior. Craig Nichols is, unfortunately, a senior, and yep. he's doing big things. Mm-hmm. And and But you look, and I believe I was talking at work today that uh, Defiance, Defiance's offensive line, I believe four out of five of them are coming back at that's least awesome. next year. So, I wow. mean, wow, wow, that's you get a year of experience under all their belt, and, I mean, They're already doing well this year. I mean, it makes you think you get all these athletes come back and you throw in Anthony Wilder. Um, He's put out at wide receiver for Defiance. He was their leading rusher, I believe, the year before. So, I mean, he's another weapon that they have. And uh, I I think they've got some good talent there. And, I mean, you throw in some good coaching by Coach Cooper. Man, I'm excited Mm -hmm. for Defiance Bulldog. I mean, if you're a a Defiance Bulldog fan, I mean, you better get excited for these next couple of years.
2: Yep. It's almost like you wish they were playing home this week just to see the the crowd that would come out. Oh yeah, support uh, support the bulldogs. So
0: that's what I've said before too. I mean, the more mm-hmm. you win, I mean that's that's contagious. Yep. I mean, you start winning week after right, week right. after week, your crowd starts growing. Yeah. You know, it's just a buzz in the community. yeah, yeah. So I I mean, just it's like say.
2: like like we were talking last couple of weeks actually. Like you know, your aunt that doesn't go to football games ever, but she starts hearing everybody talk about bulldog football. She's like, hey, can I come Friday? Yeah. And before you know it, you got grandma and aunt and all these people. T- <laughs> along yep, with you yep. to Friday night football. Yep. So
0: that's yep. awesome. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's good to see. So, I mean, I, I think definitely like you guys said, top 10 for sure, borderline top five. But uh, again, I mean, there's a lot of good quarterbacks we've seen in the area. So uh pretty good hot take. And uh, again, Braz keep up the good work. I mean, defiance is doing some big things. Uh, let's look at the next one. Uh, North central will win six games and make the playoffs in the first varsity season. Very impressed by the Eagles. And we've kind of hit on this time and time again. And, uh, Again, all these hot takes are anonymous, and we appreciate you guys sending them in. But, um, again, I'm still thinking – I I think at this point in the season, I think it's a no doubter that North Central will will make the playoffs. I mean, they have enough computer points. I think at this point, and yep. I think I think that it's it's almost clinched at this
1: point. So yeah, I mean they're gonna they're gonna win at least one more. I, I would
2: they believe play, they're playing, they're
1: playing, playing Hilltop Hilltop so playing you know playing at home against Hilltop, and, and I don't know anything about Summerfield and Whiteford. The last two games, at Erie Mason they played this week, and um, I just uh, I mean they're definitely gonna be a five win team, and I. Like you said, Logan, I think with uh, with the computer points they're getting, the, I think they're they will be in the playoffs.
0: And especially with the playoffs expanding to sixteen teams, that's so many teams. And we've seen teams in the past, even if you have a losing record, you can still make the playoffs. And at this point, as many wins
1: as they have, which yeah, is like they're four many? and two, four wins. Like I said they're going to be five and two. They'll be there's no doubt in my mind they'll be hilltop. So they're going to be five. There's five wins, and it's got to win one more to win six. I think that one's a good hot take. Yeah. I mean, uh, AJ, you got any comments or keep? no? Like,
3: like you said, I don't know a whole lot about the the last two teams they play there. Summerfield and Whiteford uh, don't really know what they're like. So, if uh, you know if North Central can pull out the win this week, then that pretty much secures that six because, like you said, I think they'll beat Hilltop. Uh, so then whoever wins those last two, doesn't really matter. They'll they'll definitely make the playoffs there. So,
0: And, and I'm looking, too, and I think this week will be kind of a determining factor. And it's always hard because some of these schools, like, I mean, I understand North Central just started up, but they don't play local teams. Right, so right. I think, A, the Hilltop matchup will be good just because we kind of know how Hilltop compares to other schools. Um, and some of these schools in, in Michigan, it's like in Indiana, you're not quite sure because – <laughs> We don't know how talent really compares. As far as looking at Ohio, the state of Ohio high school football versus Michigan, I would say is probably generally a little bit better mm-hmm. as far as talent yep. in some of the teams. But I know uh, the Ottawa Lake-Whiteford that North Central plays at the end of the season, I believe that's a team that ended up beating Eden last year. And I'm looking at that team, Ottawa Lake-Whiteford right now, and they're 5-0, and they're blowing out everyone. And, and they're, I believe they're a pretty big powerhouse in the smaller division in Michigan, so – I mean, you look at North Central, I don't think they're going to win that one. But you look at Erie Mason this week, who they play, they're 4-0. and But again, it's like, we don't know some of these teams yeah, in right. Michigan.
2: So You just kind of pull for them and yeah. you know, that's really it. And you look at one of these other
0: Michigan schools uh, at this point, uh, Petersburg, Summerfield, Michigan, they're 2-3. and three. So, I mean, you look at just looking at records, I mean, that's got to be a winnable game. So, again, um, six, possibly seven wins coming up for uh, North Central. Yep. Yeah, I I
2: mean, which we've discussed multiple times in the past. It's really good for your – I'm not sure as far as if they have, like, a junior high program or or whatnot, but I'm sure they have flag football, but just those kids, like, that are in the elementary level now and they see, hey, this varsity team, hey, let's go check out this game, and they're continuing to win. So it's just kind of – actually what you want is you're building it from the ground up. So you're going to have all these kids in the upcoming years that just, hey, let's go play football. So,
0: And I, I was just awesome. looking up to, like, for the community, do you know how many people, what would you say the population is of, of Pioneer? Oh, boy. Uh, 5,000. Wow. <laughs> About 1,500 people.
1: 1,500 people. Wow. Like,
0: how excited, yeah. if you're in that that's community awesome. <laughs> where, I mean, I imagine, I mean, obviously – it's not really a, I mean, it's a small town, but I mean, people are probably spread out, but I mean, people are going to talk about that. I mean, how exciting is that <laughs> right. for a community yes. uh, of just under 1,500 people, 1,500 people? I mean, for your football team to just start in your community, you know, gives people something to do on Friday nights in that area. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's just awesome. It is great. Yep. I, I had to look that up because I was curious. I was like, man, you know, <laughs> I'm curious on what the population of Pioneer Ohio is, but uh, that's awesome to see. Yeah. Let's go ahead. Let's move on to our next hot take here. Um, and we'll probably discuss this a little bit in our predictions, but Montpelier will upset Northwood. And I, I kind of looked at this, and, man, do I I really feel for Montpelier. And do I want him to win? 100% yes. But I think Northwood's just going to be too much for him this week.
1: Yeah. I think hey, Northwood, I Northwood coming off a big win last week against Hilltop. And um, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't think Montpelier's ready not yet. Maybe you know we're always rooting for him but I just don't think it's going to happen. Yep. Yeah. And I, I
0: and I think too coach Robinson's doing a good thing over there. It's just it's so hard to for a program that's struggled over the last few years to turn things around in an instant. I mean it, it takes time and I always say too Rome wasn't built in a day. So <laughs> I mean it, it takes some time. Do do I think that Montpelier were upset Northwood? No, but I think more, they might make it a close game. I mean, that's what yeah. I'm, I'm kind of thinking, too. I mean, Montpelier's coming off their second win of the game, and uh, I'm sure those kids are excited, and I'm sure they put up a good battle against Northwood. Let's go ahead. Let's move on to the next hot take. Uh, <laughs> I looked at this one, and I wasn't sure this was a, a gash towards Eden or not, but someone was saying out there, Eden will miss the playoffs, and I was having to do some research and look here. And so Eden's currently 3-3 three and three right now, and they sit at – number 13 yep. and division seven region 26. And you look at some of these other schools and for, again, it goes back to the point that there's 16 teams. I mean, that's a lot of teams yeah, in a region. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, it, it's to the point where it's, I mean, it's ooh. kind of hard to miss the play. It is. You know what I mean? Yep. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of teams, but you allowing 16 teams in every region. in, it's, I mean, that really opens the door, um, you know, for, for teams to get in and, and, I mean, like you said, you have a losing record to still get in. So.
0: And I look, too, I can't believe that, looking at this, that Lipsick <laughs> is sitting 19. You took
2: the words right out of my mouth. You know, if Lipsick
0: gets in, you say maybe 14, 15, 16 seed, they they might give you a, the number one, yeah. two, or three seed to run for their money. Right. I mean, I, I'm just shocked by looking at that. I,
2: I saw that earlier. And I was going to bring it up, and I was like, how is Lipsick 19th? You know, but, it's, you know,
1: getting back to Eden, I, I just don't know if – I mean, they they're playing Hilltop. That's definitely you know a winnable game, right?
0: Point
2: point wise, I don't know that's going to get you too uh, many points. That's the problem. You get your first round
0: points, and you get uh, who did? Oh, points from Hilltop and North Baltimore because I believe yeah, Hilltop beat North Baltimore, so you get a couple points there. I mean, them having one win if they beat them is better than no wins. So I mean, that gives them some points. That's it. That St. Paul-Norwalk team, I mean, if they've they played them in the past, if they beat them, I mean, that would get them a ton of computer points. Okay. And that would definitely clinch
1: playoffs, I would assume. Yeah, I mean, if they knocked off Otto Hills, that would win, you know, give them some playoff points, too. Definitely. So, I mean, they, they can, um, you know, but they, they got to win some games. And yeah.
0: honestly, though, for, for Eden to miss playoffs, I feel like they would have to try to miss playoffs. I mean, <laughs> yeah, at this it's... point, like the way things are set up, and if the, even if they can get, like we said, a win against Hilltop, If they can pull off a Lakota team that's 1-5 right now, so there's two more wins, that would put them at five wins. Um, And then if they could pull off one against uh, St. Paul or Ottawa Hills, I mean, I I think that's guaranteed at that
2: point. I mean, if you look, just uh, just cap this off, Logan, but if you're looking at Montpelier, they win this week. They're 21st now. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you're just – you could literally could be 16th. Yeah, that's close. Yeah. I and then mean, you have a couple more winnable games on your schedule. So if you're Coach Robinson and Montpelier, like, man, still got some some points out there to get.
0: So And just for comparison, looking at North Central, they said at ten. You see right who above who they is above them at nine is Lima Central Catholic, which they're three and three, but we know how good of a team that they can be. Um and you have Pandora Gilboa at four and two and Edgerton at number seven. So I mean You're throwing North Central up (laughs) some of these teams that we know are good. Right. And uh, you look at Pandora-Gilboa. I mean, they played a tough game against Macomb. I know that we don't cover them, but they also beat Lipsick. Uh, They barely lost to Columbus Grove, and uh, they beat Bluffton, and those are all teams that have some wins under their belt. So that's crazy just when you throw North Central as far as point standings into that,
2: and uh, that may be something to consider. So. Yeah, this is my favorite time of year right here again to last three or four weeks, and you you go to uh, uh, Joe's page there, and he's pretty much has everything summed up by Saturday Saturday morning. So, <laughs> yeah,
0: and that's always a good read. We like to use Joe I tell for yeah. for those of you you don't know. I mean, that man puts in. I mean, I can only imagine he's collecting scores hours and hours and hours and putting them in for. Points to be released because the only thing is the state releases computer points, but it's not very easily accessible and it's not as user friendly. Right? Either, it's not. So. No, not at but, all. But he does a nice job at putting together a nice platform on his yep. uh, his website. Let's go ahead. Let's move on to the next uh, hot take. Delta will make a deep playoff run in division five region 18 and uh he wanted me to give him a shout out i know they keep this anonymous but H- alec Shablin from tenora high school <laughs> uh i said i'd give him a shout out i gave him a shout out so uh, alec i hope you're watching so uh what do you guys think about this one delta i mean we kind of discussed it in the past but uh we again we we've seen
1: delta week and week uh so what are your thoughts here personally myself i i region five uh, Region 18 Division Five is just one of the, we've talked about it numerous times. A very very tough divi- division to be in, and I just don't see to make it a deep run. Uh, I do see them maybe winning a game, depending on where they end up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, you know, uh, if yep. you if you end up you know 15 16, you're, it's not going to be good for you. But if you end up you know in that eight nine realm, which um, so right now
2: they're ninth, so that's kind of perfect for them. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. so
1: um, I definitely can see them you know
2: make it, you know winning a game, maybe even two. But I don't know what deep means for them. <laughs> yeah, region that region, like as you said, Tony, that region is deep like one win coming yeah. out of that because that's uh, just a gauntlet there, which we've discussed all season. This is whoever comes out of this region's probably your team to beat for state, I'm guessing.
0: Yeah, I would agree, too. I mean, you look at it, and it's crazy to see that Coldwater is actually ranked number third in the point standings but time and time and again that they've been number one in the AP yeah. poll for the state and in, in division five so I mean potential state uh, champion in Cold water Keith and I got to see Elmwood play personally uh, and boy. Elmwood again they, they have a very good quarterback uh, very good running back and Mason Oliver and they have that I can't remember what his receivers name was but uh, they had some dogs that could play on both sides of the ball and then we all saw Liberty Center play so I mean you look at that that's three quality teams right there. Archwold's still still very good. Eastwood is undefeated still. And Eastwood and Elmwood have a big matchup coming up. So that will kind of show how that region's going to play out. And uh, in Huron, um, I know we don't know much about them, but uh, they have some good wins on the year. So um, I still think that region's one of the toughest in the state. So. Yeah,
2: like, like you said, Logan, like you look at the, the rankings that were released uh, Monday, like Coldwater is number one. But then you go to this, which I think – I actually would rely on the the points poll a little more than the the, the state rankings. The, the
0: a, well, it's it's is it the AP or coach?
2: Is it a coaches poll? I think this is the coaches poll,
0: and I feel like sometimes you look at that and it's so skewed. Like, yeah, it's some some of these times. Like, I, I look at that and you think sometimes that these coaches have no idea about some teams that are way out of their region and just slap a give it to the assistant coach and says you take care of it. This right, year. right, yeah, type deal. <laughs> but if, if Delta were to play at this moment, they would play uh North Union from Richwood, which I don't even know. I'm not sure where that's at exactly. But again, like Tony said, I mean, I definitely could see them. I would give them probably a 70, 80% chance of winning first round game, and possibly maybe 40 50 for the second round. But after that, like like Tony said, I mean, they're I don't think they're getting past. Even if you look, Otsego is a seventeen seed in that region. And Otsego only lost to Liberty Center by nine points. So, I mean, we know how good Liberty Center is, And I believe that was probably the closest, that was the closest margin that Liberty Center had all year. So, um, yeah, I, I just don't see Delta making a deep playoff run. Nope. All right, let's go ahead. Let's move on to the next one. Um, again, uh, Defiance wins out with a big win over WAPOC to end the season and host their first playoff game since 2003. Um, again, we kind of discussed oh. it. Again, Defiance making a playoff, uh, making the playoffs, which I think at this Brainerd's a no doubt. But to beat WAPOC, uh, Wapakoneta at the end of the season um, and win, I mean, if they win that game, they're definitely hosting a playoff game because there's uh, so many computer points on the yeah. line. But, um, wow, that would be awesome, though. I mean... I, I think it's a possibility we look in these next few weeks I think Defiance has a very good and very are very likely to win these next few weeks leading up to the wapak game and who's to say that they they're on a roll they're playing well you know they're getting the community behind them and uh, they they go ahead and, and they pull the big upset I mean that yeah. would shake some things up in the WBL. so right
2: oh yeah, yeah.
1: I think if Defiance, I mean, obviously, if Defiance wins against Walpack, yeah, they definitely host a playoff game. I think they're on the verge of maybe hosting a playoff game if they win all the games besides Without that one. Them, Yeah. So um, I, I think that they definitely could, that definitely could come true. But if they beat Walpack, I think it's a no-doubter. Yeah, right now Defiance is seventh. So as long
2: as they take care of business between it, right. now and then. Yeah. That's almost like a pre-playoff game really i mean in all seriousness
0: you know honestly though if i'm defiance i'm wanting to play that that game week 10 because like you said you're priming the pump for playoff time and you know once you get to playoffs it's it's all quality opponents and pretty much every team i I would say for the most part other than some 1 in 16 seed matchups can be kind of get out of hand but i mean for the most part i mean there's a lot of good teams. A lot of the ball games are close. So, I mean, you have to be on your a plus plus game once it comes playoff time. Yep. Um, let's go on to our next hot take here. Holgate beat striker. And we talked about it a little bit. What a big, I, I feel like this is going to become a big rivalry over the years. I mean, you got two teams in Northwest Ohio, um, not terribly far from each other, but, um, all from teams that we cover and that's going to be a big matchup. And, uh, We'll get into it a little bit more in the Week 7 game predictions, but uh you guys have any thoughts on the uh, Holgate and Stryker game and
2: matchup? Man, my only thought would be, if I'm these ADs, I want to get together and move this to a Saturday night game. You know how many people would come to watch this yeah. game <laughs> yeah. that really are intrigued by eight-man football? Right. I mean, serious. Play under the lights. And, oh, yeah, man.
0: I feel like when, when you play this game, I feel like this almost has to be a promotional event for the area as Absolutely. far as getting teams on board, making an event, host some tailgate parties. Yep. I mean, I think this could be a big event in years to come. I mean, to really getting maybe some other schools on the border that continue to lose um, lose kids coming out and trying out for 11-man. I mean, maybe that makes a push, but uh, I mean, I would love to see – either at Holgate or Stryker. ADs get together, plan some events, you know, hype up this matchup, almost like, like a tenora Airsville matchup or Defiance Napoleon. Make it into something like that.
2: I, this game's at Holgate, so you could, I mean, the the venue at Holgate could hold a pretty good size because they're an old GMC oh, uh, a, a, a team, and they have the visitor section over there back by the field. Yeah. Um, so I think Ray J scooped up a touchdown and ran it in about thirty yards over there <laughs> when, <laughs> in his last game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I would. That's a serious conversation to have. I mean, obviously, you probably can't do it, but you, you have the whole Saturday night to yourself, and you're trying to promote, promote eight man football. And oh, I would go check it out.
3: Yeah, I'm serious. Be a lot of fun.
0: I mean, I think, like I said, I think it would be fun, too. I mean, for, especially for the kids. Like, I feel like, too, because it's a new conference, these teams don't have rivals. I mean, nope. they don't have those right. matchups. So let's make some. Right? Yeah. Let's, <laughs> right. let's hype it up. Let's get the kids. I mean, there's always something different about playing a rivalry game. I mean, your emotions are running a little higher. There's a little bit more on the line. I mean, There's just this tradition that you don't lose to your rival team, no matter what sport that is, and uh, I would like to see something like that out of some eight man. I think that would be pretty cool. Well, we're
3: we're putting it here right now on NWO Sports. This is now a rivalry game.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we'll we'll be the first ones. We're making Striker and Holgate a (laughs) eight man football rivalry game. So for all you out there, pick your side and uh, we'll go from there. You got
2: two good quarterbacks: Caldwell from Striker and uh, McCord from Holgate. Plus, you got Levi Barnum from Striker. Yeah. Um, you got the athletes. You got the uh, you got the names out there. Um, boy, oh boy, that'd, that'd just be awesome and to it, see this. Game and this moved. is
0: a message for all the fans from Striker and Holgate. You better be there Friday, supporting your team. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a big rivalry matchup as yeah. of now. So. <laughs> let's so, go ahead let's move on to the last hot take and uh someone ended up sharing
1: evergreen who question mark question mark question mark so uh who wants to start with this one i'll start with it. i always want to put that in there because guys you know we talked about this we looked at their schedules and you know at the beginning of the year we were kind of all kind of big on evergreen and and coach karsner over there and how good he was you know doing and they came out big win in the first week north baltimore 48 nothing then he beat montpelier 41 to 7 then boom 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 um, and we talked about that. That you know, we'll see what Evergreen is when they when they get into their league play because we yeah. all knew the NBA was tough. And okay. you know, they come out bang right against Delta, then PH, then Wasiyan, then Archibald, <laughs> Brian, and Liberty. I mean, they got they're they're playing the gauntlet basically. And, yeah. Um, and they're not faring too well. And uh, just uh, man, uh, it's uh, yeah, it looks tough with
3: the new coach. But yep. yeah, looking at the rest of the schedule here coming up. I find it hard-pressed that they're going to win another game until they hit Week 10. They'll have a matchup against Swanton. and you know, that, that one, they could possibly win that, but I don't think they're going to beat Archbold. don't think they're going to beat Liberty Center. And the way Brian's been playing, I really doubt they're going to beat Brian either. Yeah.
0: But yeah. even if you look at that, so say they beat Swanton, that puts them at three wins. Um, if they could happen to make a couple of games close or even pull – pull a game out of their hat and win one of those you know how big of a program oh, yeah. changer that would be especially with coach karchner and we talked to he's a great coach yeah. um just like coach robinson over at montpelier but again you're, you're trying to make huge adjustments in year one as a head coach i mean it's going to be tough you're going to you're going to deal with your valleys but i mean there's also those peaks and uh man if they could pull out a win against one of those three quality teams that would be That's, awesome yeah. to see for for the evergreen yeah. vikings
2: like Tony said, he's running down the schedule. They had the Ottawa Hills game, which is a Thursday night, which they lost in the last I think then they have a pick six that went the other way. Yeah. They, they were they had trying a to tie it the up end. there at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. Things um, kinda fell apart there. Delta but. kicked that field goal right at the end to beat them by beat him by two. So yeah, then your heart of your your conference schedule comes into play. Patrick Henry Washington, Archibald Bryan L C so um Yeah, we were we were kinda high on Evergreen, but still they're still building the program and um right it's not really a, it's, yeah,
0: and honestly you, too, you
2: can't say it's not successful no and you means. think
0: i mean like you said Ottawa Hills game could have potentially went the other way i know they didn't have one of their key players yeah, Ottawa Hills right, didn't right. but i mean say that game goes the other way that gives them three wins delta if if they hold on and win that game that puts them at four wins so instead of being 2 and 4 they're possibly 4 and 2 i mean yeah. in a first year and even their losses you look at Patrick Henry they lost 0 to 26 and that was at Patrick Henry at wasyon they lost 8-33. to You know, in years past, I'm just curious, too. We'll have to look back at what they were last last season mm-hmm. when they played some of these teams. But I, I'm willing to bet that these scores are a lot closer than what they were last yeah, year. I would say so. Um, I'm just curious for, for my own personal um, knowledge. Let me look it up real quick. Evergreen's record from last year. I'll pull this up real quick.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm happy for Evergreen, and like I said, we were talking about them. but kind of had them high on the radar a little bit, yeah. you know, like, hey, Evergreen, Evergreen, and then just, yeah. this kind of fell off the table once they hit yeah. conference play, which, like I said, we talked, they were, they were going to be mm-hmm. tough schedules,
0: so. Okay, here we go, looking here. So just for comparison, so we, we've seen their scores this year. Ottawa Hills, they lost 49-19 to last year. I know it's a new year, new season, so, I mean, there's a huge improvement there. Um you look at Delta; they lost forty-three fourteen last year, and Delta wasn't—I mean, they were a playoff team last year, but they—they uh, they weren't the greatest. I, they were sixteen seed, and then you look at uh, Patrick Henry; they lost thirty-one nothing. on they lost forty-seven seven. Uh, Archibald, they lost forty-seven nothing, and Brian they lost forty-five fourteen, and Liberty Center twenty-seven nothing. So, I mean, if you look at that, and though they cut those losses down, I would say that's definitely an improvement. I know there's no such thing as a moral victory per se, but right. I mean, there is in that sense, right. When you're trying to get a program. going. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that concludes our hot takes here. So uh, again, continue to send those out and uh, we like doing them. So definitely our favorite, our favorite segment of yeah. the podcast. So if you have any fun or creative hot takes, go ahead and send those in. Um, let's go ahead. We'll move on to game seven game predictions. So we'll get this pulled up here and tell you who we're picking for this uh, upcoming week. I'll go ahead and start. Look at the first game here: uh, Archbold five and one at Evergreen two and four. Um, again, we just got off this topic about Evergreen. Um, I, I I don't think it's as big of a blowout as in years past, but again, Archbold—they're only lost at Liberty Center. Um, Coach Dominic's going to have the the boys over in Archbold ready to play. Uh, I'm taking Archbold, and I think they win handily, but not as much as they did last season. So I'm going Archbold. Uh, yep. Uh, going with the streaks.
2: Yep, Archbold. Archbold for me.
0: And Bryce said Archbold, and he cannot pick against Archbold. So <laughs> <laughs> Bryce is uh, now an Archbold Homer, even though he went to Tenora High School. So <laughs> Bryce Bryce is going with Archbold. Looking at the next game, Wasion four and two at Patrick Henry four and two. That game's kind of intriguing. I, I looked at that and two teams. Yep. And you know, Patrick Henry's coming off a, a loss to Brian and. Uh, Curious to see how how the Patriots respond. And, you know, Wauseon made a change at quarterback through and Trey Parsons. He seems to be doing a nice job there. And maybe they're starting to figure some things out over there in Wauseon. But uh, I, I had to really think about this one. But I think at the end of the day, Coach Inselman is going to come away with a win for Patrick Henry. I mean, it's at home. That's a tough place to play at too. And uh, so, so I'm going Patrick Henry this game.
2: Uh, I'm right with you, Logan, um, taking Patrick Henry. Quarterback change at Wauseon, Um kind of a little spark plug for them, so we'll see uh, uh, what the Indians can do, but taking the taking the Patriots.
3: This this was definitely a tough one to yeah. decide on for sure. Um, really what it came down to is playing at Patrick Henry. It's going to be a heck of a venue for Wauseon to walk into and, and try to get the job done. So I'm, I'm just going to go with Patrick Henry there for their home field advantage.
1: Boy, I picked Patrick Henry, but I'm I'm really on the fence on this one because I really think um, Wassian uh, might have what they what they need to take out Patrick Henry. But for now, I'm with Patrick Henry.
0: And Bryce went Wassian, and uh, I think Bryce's strategy is a he likes to stir up some conversation between <laughs> us because he's always <laughs> going against us. Or B, he's really trying to catch up on some points at this point in the season, so uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, Br- Bryce is the only one that we- was on. We all went Patrick Henry next game. Liberty Center six and O at Brian three and um, three. Again, Brian's coming off a huge win against Patrick Henry. Um, I still think Liberty Center's their defense is a plus plus right now. Um, they're running the ball well with Matthew Orr. Um, again. Uh, the cruise boys got. I think he's leading the NWOL in interceptions as well. Um, but on the other hand, Brian's got Sam Harold and uh, Jace Kepler. I I still think Liberty Center's just a little too much right now, and Liberty Center's firing on all cylinders. And Coach Moeller's got, got the guys playing well. I'm going Liberty Center. Um, I think they kind of take a little steam off Brian this week.
2: Yeah, like like we said earlier, Brian. You just don't know what you're going to get. I guess. Uh, the, uh, would we be surprised if we look if we go down our scoreboard at halftime and it's Liberty Center thirty five Brian nothing no or would we be surprised if it's fourteen fourteen at the half yeah it, so it's it's, say the same you thing. don't know what you're going to get from Coach Redhead and the Bears but uh, uh, taking the the Liberty Center Tigers
3: yeah I, Brian's kind of unpredictable a little bit here they're kind of that X factor coming into this game but. Uh, the one consistency that we do know is that Liberty Center is just dominating football right now, and I don't think that changes this week. I think they they uh, run the score up a little bit on Brian just to show that they're they're capable of doing damage.
1: I agree with you, AJ. I think uh, exactly what you said. I think Brian's you know like you said is kind of a little sleeper as we mentioned earlier, but uh, I think like you said, Liberty Center is just. Uh they're playing strong right now, so LC for me.
3: The one thing for Brian going into this game is just know you're probably playing the number one team in Northwest Ohio, possibly even the state coming into this game. You know, we talk about whoever comes out of that region, Liberty Center is sitting at the top of that list right now. So you're potentially playing one of the best teams in the state in your, your, your region. So uh, go into that with that mentality that you've got nothing to lose here. Go out and prove yourself.
0: And looking at the last pick here, Bryce had Liberty Center, so Liberty Center from all of us. Uh, next game is a big one. It's going to be our NW Sports Game of the Week. It, again, it ranks up there with uh, some of your top rivalry games, Ohio State, Michigan, and uh, that game is Ayersville 5-1 and one at Tenora 4-2. and two. So uh, a big game coming up, and uh, we discussed, too. And Man, I think this is, a, this is a tough matchup. You know, Ayersville's playing very well. Tenora's offense that's thats the thing that gets me it scares me is uh, just the lack thereof um, there's a lot of question marks I know I'm a big Tenora guy I graduated from Tenora I'm always rooting for them believe me 100% it hates me to say this but I'm going to Ayersville this week so uh, I'm going to the Pilots and uh, I think they, they win by possibly a couple scores
3: yeah I've I'm right there with you on that one, uh, Logan. Just <laughs> This is a rivalry that burns in our hearts as football players for Tenora that you don't ever want to go against Tenora, but I've got to say I've been very disappointed with Tenora's offense. I think that's clear from just about everybody in the area. Uh, Tenora's offense has just not been getting it done. Um, nothing's changed. No no changes have been made, So, and I don't think they're going to be made this game. Uh, so I, I've got to go with Ayersville.
2: Hope <sighs> it's always just Hit me again, <laughs> and when I fill this out, I, I did type in Ayersville but I, I have it highlighted <laughs> right now. Man, man. Yeah.
1: Well, I'll jump in, Keith. I, you know, it is it is a very tough game, and I agree with both you guys. And we talked about it earlier. That Tenora's offense is really sputtering, but you know, and I just, um, you know, I, I, you know, I've told people before, I bleed green. I think, but. I think, deep down in my heart, I think Tenora's defense is going to come up big against Ayersville and probably score twice, and that's going to be enough to put, propel Tenora to the would win. That
3: definitely be the deciding factor there. So if they can get some defensive scores.
1: I'm going
0: Rambos.
2: Rambos. <laughs> man, oh man.
1: Keith?
0: Decide on your pick yet? <laughs> this is like that show. Uh, what is it, Survivor? Where man, you get the last I mean, person, and they're trying uh, to determine who's getting kicked off or
2: whatever. It is. This is so hard. It's like, <laughs> man. Wow. Seriously, it's You're hung it's, up. <laughs> it is. I mean, I know what I have here, but it is Sonora Rams live. It's <laughs> not Arizona. I, I realize that. Live. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> also, <laughs> You can't ever say that we're homers, trust me, by any means oh, whatsoever. Shoot. This is like, who has the best team? I'll <sighs> tell you what, the, the one thing
3: about going with Ayersville for this week is it's kind of a win-win situation no matter what happens with that game because if Tenora wins, then awesome, Tenora yeah. wins. Yeah. But if Ayersville wins, well, we got the pick right. <laughs>
2: uh, yes.
1: You know, Ayersville has been playing really well and running the ball well and, and, and yeah. doing things that they need to do, but just – I think Tenor's defense is going to stifle them, and I could be wrong, and I think it's going to be enough. I just don't.
0: You know, the thing, too, with this game is Blake Honstein from Ayersville has been playing very well right Right. now. And the the thing,
2: too, is they – last Monday. oh man <laughs> keith announce it right now who'd you go with i changed it i like i went with tony i went with the rambos i had airsville in there for two days and just giving it more thought i'm thinking valid points by everybody here i uh, will be doing the game tune in friday night at seven o'clock Batten stevens kickoff Yep. Signs, signs, excavating pregame. It's going to be a fun game to watch. So uh, right it's going be. There, it, so. We can talk about this game for the next two hours, yep. and <laughs> you can tell it's nine thirty. We don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you. You just take the records, you throw them out the you window. Do, you, you know do. The talent wise, yes, Airsville has this. This series has been dominated dominated by the Rams the last fifteen years, yeah. and you just look. Airsville's click on all cylinders on offense, but have they played a defense like Tenora? Like everybody, and you got Javon Gaines back, you yeah, know. I'm sure.
1: So I think that you're, I think you're going to see a pick six. I want to predict it. If if Tenora is going to win,
0: they they have to have some <laughs> yeah, help though. I mean, yeah, absolutely, help. special teams or defense, because I mean, like we said, their offense they got they got to have some help.
2: This, this is probably one of those uh, games. We're spending too much time talking, about, but it, it's like the Daytona Five Hundred. It's like the Super Bowl for everybody involved here. Um, it's probably going to be like a defensive t- uh tenor special teams are actually pretty decent other than the block punt we saw but uh you got good field goal kicker decent punter our return game is, is above average i'm going to say mm-hmm. uh, kickoff and on on punt returns but uh yeah, i'm taking i'm taking tenora change my pick to
0: the rams and bryce had airsville so we're <laughs> split across that one so Again, like AJ said, for for us that picked Ayersville, I guess it's a win-win because uh, somebody will gain a
2: game or lose. Someone's a, we're either gaining a
0: game or the Rambo's win, which is a good thing. Oh, so man. you got you got some cushion, Keith. You'll be all right. Uh, I got two two games. <laughs> Let's go ahead. Let's move on to the next game. I know we spent a lot of time on it, but again, it's a big rivalry yeah. game, and we're all from Sonora, <laughs> so a little extra time granted for that. Um, next game, Antwerp six and zero at Wayne Trace two and four. And what I've, I've been finding out about this game is there's a little bit of a rivalry between this. I, I guess I never yep. realized yes. that they're both yep. uh, pretty close to each other, yeah. but uh, there's a lot of smack talk between among multiple sports. I know during baseball season there right. was, and uh, I know on social media <laughs> there's uh, there's always <laughs> stuff between these two schools. But uh, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of excited though to see what Wayne Trace brings to the table. I mean, they lost to Sonora and. By under seven points, yep. I mean that's that's pretty impressive. And Wayne Trace is they've held their own throughout the season. And I def, I still say that their two and four record does not accurately represent them. But uh, I'm going to Antwerp. I think Coach Hale is doing an excellent job over there. And Carson Altimus, I mean, how can you pick against him? And you got Landon and Brewer and Reed Leachty and Parker Moore and Sears Gale. I mean, the list goes on and on of athletes. But uh, I think Antwerp wins. But I think Wayne Trace shocks some people with what the final score is of that game. I'm going to Antwerp.
2: Yeah, I agree with everything you said, Logan. Uh, taking the Archers.
3: Yeah, I'm going with Archers here. I think they're going to take it.
2: Yeah, I, I'm picking the Archers. But I think
1: Wayne Trace, we'll see if that turnover thing that you talked about, AJ, comes into play here. Right? <laughs> I mean, Wayne Trace. That, that could be a That could be a game changer. Yep. But I just think Antwerp is going to be too powerful.
0: And Bryce went Antwerp. So Antwerp across the board. Next game, Edgerton 5-1 and at Fairview 0-6. Um, again, we know Fairview's been struggling. Um, Coach McCord is, is doing his all over there to get the boys on the, on the win column. Um, I just don't think this week it happens. Um, I can't, I think Edgerton comes away with a win. Uh, Coach Flagel's doing a nice job over there. Uh, Edgerton's coming away with a win this one. I think it's pretty big. So I'm going Edgerton Bulldogs.
2: Yeah, I'm with you, Logan. Take yeah. uh, the Bulldogs. Yeah, it's,
3: it's going to be a 40-point game in my my opinion. So, Edgerton.
0: Edgerton as well. And Bryce at Edgerton. Uh, next game, Paulding 1-5 and 5 at Hicksville 0-6. Um, again, I think this is a competitive game for both the teams. Um, I think at least Hicksville has a pretty good chance in this game. But at the end of the day, I've seen some of the fight and um, competitiveness about Paulding. Um, I'm going the Paulding Panthers, and and even Bryce was telling me last year when they played Paulding. I know Paulding lost. He said, "Man, those kids from Paulding hit hard." And yeah. I mean, that says a lot. I mean, against last year as a Tenora team, that they had some really good talent, and then Bryce saying that, "Man, those kids hit hard." I mean, that just shows what kind of what kind of program mm-hmm. they have over there. So, I'm going Paulding Panthers on this one.
3: I uh, took the Panthers as well. Yeah, Paulding started out with a little bit of a rocky start with some changes happening, but uh, I think they they get their second win this week.
1: Yeah, and I just, I, I'm going to go with Paulding as well. I just don't think uh, Hicksville's offense is potent enough yet. And Bryce had Paulding, Paulding across the board. Next game, Defiance 4-2 at Lima
0: Bath 0-6. Um, I think Defiance is, is firing on all cylinders right now. It's great to see those kids over there um, have some success, and uh, I think Defiance walks away at this game pretty handily and uh i, th- I think that's a good uh, confidence booster for the bulldogs over there so i'm going to defiance uh big time in this game uh
3: taking the dogs yeah gotta go with defiance here
0: i think defiance mm-hmm. and bryce had defiance let's look at the next game here napoleon two and four at springfield one and five uh, Napoleon coming off a win from last week, and I think they continue it this week. Uh, Springfield struggled this year, and and we've said time and time again, Napoleon's got some good athletes over there, and, and Keith brought up the point about their score against Liberty Center. I mean, they kept that fairly close. So uh, I, I think they're starting to th- get things coming around, but uh, I'm, I'm going Napoleon this game.
2: Taking Coach Sweary and the Cats.
3: Yep, let's go Wildcats.
1: Uh, I think Williams has another big game, so Cats for me.
0: And Bryce had Napoleon. So Napoleon from all of us. Next game, Lima Shawnee one and five at Van Wert five and one. Um, I hate to say it, but for Lima Shawnee, but uh, Aiden and Pratt and the boys over there at Van Wert are gonna, I think, roll all over Shawnee, especially being a home game. And uh, I mean, who uh, who wouldn't want to go to a Van Wert game where they sell fifty fifty all week and you have a chance to win uh, a fifty fifty for fourteen grand? Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going Van Wert, and uh, they're um, they're gonna win big. Yeah, I'm with you taking the taking the Cougs.
3: Yep, uh, Van Wert for me,
0: and Van Wert. And Bryce had Van Wert too. Next game, Salina four and two at Ottawa Glendorf. Um, again, this is kind of an intriguing game. Looking at it right away, I mean, I know Salina has a four and two record, but you know, I kind of look at some of those wins and and you look at Ottawa glandorf We talk about the inconsistencies they've had throughout the season. Um, I I think I think this is the week ottawa Glandorf Titans get it done. They're at home. They've got that new turf from Aubie wow, Bay turf. Awesome! <laughs> I think they bring a decent crowd. I, I'm going, in my heart, I'm going ottawa Glandorf. I think they get the win, and they, they get their second win of the season. So, big win for the program is who I'm going with.
2: Yeah, very valid points, Logan. Wow. I, I took Salina, but yeah. OG, I mean, would we be surprised if OG won? I wouldn't personally, know.
3: No, nope, I wouldn't be surprised if they won either, but uh... – They've, they've just kind of disappointed me a little bit this year. This could definitely be the game where they, you know, yeah. m- make me eat my words a little bit. But I gotta go with Salina here.
0: I was uh, hoping you say maybe this is the game that puts me past Tony and uh, <laughs> in, in the ra- the rankings.
1: So I want to change. My, I'm gonna go to OG. No. <laughs> oh, okay. I see how it is. No, I'm taking Salina. And Bryce had Salina, so uh,
0: I went against everyone in that one. So that's gonna be my big game this week. So. OG, uh, you gotta, he's got to win this game. I'm, I'm rooting for you. Look at the next game. <laughs> Hilltop 1-5 and five at Eden 3-3. Three and three. Uh, Again, I know Hilltop broke their uh, losing streak, but again, Eden I think is just going to be too much. Uh, they're playing at home. I think they win uh pretty large margin, so uh, I'm going to the Eden Bombers.
2: I'm with you, Coach Owen, starting the playoff tune-up.
3: Yeah, he's gonna call in an airstrike on Hilltop here and drop some bombs. <laughs> uh,
2: uh,
1: <laughs> funny, funny. Uh, I try. Yeah, I tried uh, giving Hilltop some kudos last week and didn't pan out for me. So, Eden for me as well. And Bryce had Eden. So Eden from all of us. Next game, Mont Hillier
0: two and four at Northwood three and three. Uh, this one was kind of tough. I, I I spent some time thinking of it and researching. Um, the end of the day i'm going northwood i know uh coach robinson's probably going to be messaging me after montpelier (laughs) wins again and he (laughs) messaged me last time should have went with montpelier i know it but uh i hope you guys prove me wrong again this week but i'm going northwood
3: uh same yep northwood
0: northwood for me uh but on the other hand my brother bryce he is going montpelier so you have some love going towards you so uh bryce is the only one that had montpelier there Next game, Erie Mason, Michigan, 5-0 and at North Central, 4-2. and uh, Another game that required some research, just because the differences between Michigan and yep. Ohio football, and we really don't know the quality of teams that Erie Mason plays. But how could you not root for North Central and uh, the boys over there in Pioneer? I mean, what they're doing is awesome. Um, again, they've had quite a few um, good games, and uh, they've been winning pretty handily this year, which I've been pretty impressed with them, but... uh I'm going to the North Central Eagles and fly, Eagles, fly. Uh, uh, taking the Eagles as well.
3: Uh, yeah, going with Northwood.
1: Northwood? You're on the wrong path. You're on the wrong
3: path. Oh, sorry, North Central. <laughs> okay. North, 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 North Central. Right. Got the North. North
1: <laughs> i right. thinking about switching to Erie Mason <laughs> just to make it different, Logan, just to – you know what? I am. I'm going oh. to go uh, Eerie. Just to change oh. it up. Just to change be different. Okay. I got a game one back on you. Trying to be like Bryce. Eerie <laughs> <it> up, <laughs> Right? <laughs> Bingo.
0: I'm in. All right. Tony submitted his pick. So, uh, Bryce had North Central, too. So, Tony is trying to gain gain a little bit of leverage here. Next game, let's look at Columbus Grove 4-2 and two at Crestview 3-3. Three and three. Uh, We know Crestview's dropped their last three games. Uh, Columbus Grove had a big win over Lipsick And they won handily um, I know it's at Crestview, But uh, I think Columbus Grove wins And they win pretty big So uh, I'm going the Bulldogs in this game
2: Yeah, That's probably would have been an intriguing matchup Three weeks ago yes, now yes. It looks like all all Coach Schaefer and Columbus Grove Yep uh,
3: I've Got to go with uh, Columbus Grove on this one uh, and I picked Columbus Grove also
0: And Bryce at Columbus Grove So Columbus Grove from all of us A few more games here Bluffton 4-2 at Lipsick 3-3 and Um, Again, this one's kind of uh, intriguing. I know Lipsick's dropped a tough matchup against Columbus Grove, but Bluffton's been kind of rolling here as of late. Um, I think at the end of the day, it's at Lipsick. I think Lipsick ends up – they get back on the right track, and they end up with a win. So I'm going the Lipsick-Vikings.
3: I took the Vikings as well. Just kind of tossing this around. I was originally going to go with Bluffton just because Bluffton has been – Kind of on a roll here lately, and Lipsick is coming off that big loss to Columbus Grove. But looking at some of the the matchups, you know, the common opponents they've played, even some of the ones that Lipsick has lost to, they've lost to smaller margins than what Bluffton lost to. And then, you know, Lipsick's wins have been by bigger margins than some of Bluffton's wins uh, on common opponents. So I've got to go with Lipsick.
0: Lipsick for me. And you know what, Keith? You mentioned it earlier, but
1: Bryce is doing Bryce things and he's going <laughs> Bluffton. So,
0: so Bryce well, is. I uh, was there. I'm telling you, I was yeah. there. It, it uh, is, uh,
1: after I watched the Lipsick and Columbus Grove game a little bit on TV there, and they talked about Lipsick averaging 450 yards of offense, and I changed my
0: mind. Yeah, I, I agree. But, but again, that's another one of those games
1: that if Bluffton were to make it
0: close or come out with a win, it wouldn't necessarily surprise us, I feel right. like. Yep. Uh, last 11 man game here, Swanton one and five at Delta four and two. Um, Swatton's had it has their struggles throughout the year and uh, Delta's impressed us this year but uh, I think Delta with being at home again home field advantage is always huge in sports Uh, I'm going Delta and I think they went pretty
3: handedly Uh, taking Delta Delta for me
0: go Panthers and Bryce had Delta so Delta from all of us well we've only got one eight man game this week and uh we need like a drum roll here
1: it's like that big rivalry yes
0: big rivalry as of now as of this podcast as soon as it's released so we have striker four and one at holgate four and one and uh this one wow this is a tough one i was back and forth uh i'm telling you what you guys better get out there we're making this the the defiant or what i would want to say northwest ohio mega bowl is what this mega is going to be The northwest ohio mega bowl so striker and holgate uh, anyways uh i thought hard on this one i think these are two good matchups uh two very good teams very well coached i was really back and forth but i'm
2: going gate on this one so what do you guys pick i took striker i mean i would just like to see this game i mean this is yeah. this is, boy, seriously this is a great opportunity for this this eight man just to move this thing to friday or saturday Uh, Pick-wise, yeah, I took striker, but I'm just thinking. I'm like like looking at the big picture. (laughs) I mean, seriously, (laughs) just take the opportunity and go with it.
3: Uh, I kind of agree with you, Logan, here. I'm going to go with uh, Holgate. I'm coming off that big win against uh, Fort Wayne. I mean, not by a big margin, but, you know, knocking them off. Yeah, that's that's what I really looked at, They've got some momentum coming in now, so I'm going with uh, Holgate.
1: Yeah, my only thing I was looking at, the Holgates playing at home, and you know, if it is a rivalry game, they could they could put some people in the stands. Yeah, like I said, Holgate's yeah. got some place over there, but yep. I just think Levi Barnum and those guys are going to be too strong, for so I went with Stryker. And Bryce
0: had Holgate, so we were really split on that game. Mm-hmm. But anyways... Uh, we're calling it now a rivalry game. I guess now I, I call it the Northwest Ohio sports mega bowl. So get out there and watch this game. So we're hyping this eight man up right now.
2: Oh, shoot.
0: Well, that concludes our week seven game predictions. So, uh, closing thoughts from you guys going into, uh, this Friday and, uh, ending the podcast here.
3: No, I think we summed up week seven pretty well today. It's, uh, I still can't believe it's week seven.
2: Keith, Guys got anything? Ah, boy, yeah, and, uh, this Tenora Airsville game is going to be great. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's going to be like old school f- smash mouth football. Um, let's hope for hope for a competitive game. Um, and more in depth though, like thanks to everybody here amongst us and Logan for all the work he does. I uh, trust me, I personally know how much all this takes and just amount of research and effort that he puts into this is just actually amazing so thank you absolutely yeah Yeah, i appreciate you guys coming
0: on i mean i always like uh you guys busting me a little bit here and there with (laughs) with some of my stuff but it's a great time and like i said it always goes back to supporting these athletes promoting the sports um again these kids put in all this effort they deserve all this publicity as much as we can give so and we, we like to have fun with it
2: it's funny because we discussed this last week i think me and tony did and aj and whatnot it's like uh, hey Hey, how much? How much you guys make for doing all this? <laughs> we we do it because we love what we do. I right. mean, we don't make a single cent, really. Exactly. Anything that that like our at least sponsorships for like me, I turn that into better equipment. I right. mean, that's, like every, that's,
0: everything goes back yep, into it. Yep, I mean, it's like two yep. sponsorships. You're not making a killing. Off no, it. There's no. no way. It's not even enough to really <laughs> anymore buy you some a tank of gas right. with <laughs> the today's prices, yes. but. Again, like there's so much that goes into everything with the equipment and staying on top of information, and there's just a lot. But again, it it, it's well worth it, and I I know it's a lot of work, and it. Believe me, and Keith knows too. (laughs) It takes a lot of time (laughs) to put in the research. But, again, it's it's a fun time, and uh, I appreciate talking some football with you guys. Yeah, we, so. have,
2: we have a great time on uh, Tuesday nights and Friday nights. I mean, yeah. <laughs> even, like, afterwards, like on Friday nights, we're still texting about other games in the yeah, area, yeah. so <laughs> it's, 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 it's a great time.
0: And I feel yeah. like, too, uh, it, it not only – Makes us. It's not only a fun time, but it also. I know it. It definitely has improved our broadcast for yep. Tenora Rams yeah. live because oh, we're much more knowledgeable about these area teams, yep. and right. It,
1: it allows us to have a better following of these kids in the area too. So, yeah. you know, and, and just you know, like I was, point out like last week we talked about, you know, there was only a kind of a handful of games in the area that were. You Know kind yeah, of right. those, those kind of big games, and but I looked at the schedule this week. You know, you got Liberty Center, Brian could turn out to be a big one, Wassy on PH, obviously, Ayersville Tenora game, right? You know, homecoming at Tenora, gonna be a big crowd, you know, that Tenora's gonna pack the house. So I know they're doing pre sale tickets, so again, yep. get, there, get there early if you want to, <laughs> if you don't want to park <laughs> a mile and a half away. Um, you know, Antwerp Wayne Trace, who knows what can happen there. Just a lot of big games in the area that, uh, you know, from last week to this week, just uh. You know, you pick your Pick your battle and go, go watch one of those games. Like Logan's been saying, get out and watch the games. And, I was just going to comment yeah, on that. I was going to say, I'm going to make
0: it a point every <laughs> podcast now to get out and support those kids yeah. and those sports because all the effort and it just makes it a much better
1: environment and a much better game when there's bigger crowds and you know you're getting right. your yep. community support. So, yeah, and the kids deserve it. I mean, like you said, Logan, they work hard. They, they get out there every week and they bust their butts and they should be being watched by more than just their parents. Yeah. And, and that's not just football, that's all sports right. in high school. Get
0: Absolutely. out and, and visit a few games, whether that be Basketball, football, softball, whatever. Swimming, diving. Get out there and support (laughs) the kids. I mean, it's definitely awesome when you start bringing bigger crowds. So, uh, and then the kids put in a lot of effort. So, get on out there. Weather's supposed to be. I think. What would you say? You guys said it's supposed to be 60s, six or something, upper upper 60s. 60's, Perfect fall weather. Throw on your sweatshirt, jacket, (laughs) sweatpants. Go enjoy a game. Then maybe have a bonfire after. Yeah, uh, absolutely.
2: We're
1: we're gonna be on the roof. We'll be on the roof again. (laughs) Hopefully, we don't. Maybe we don't build a bonfire up there, but <laughs>
0: I, would, I, would say, I don't think the school would appreciate it, but
1: you guys might be sending smoke signals over there.
0: I'll be down in Dayton at a wedding, but uh, maybe send some smoke signals to me on some score updates. So,
2: yeah.
0: All right. Well, that concludes our NWO sports podcast for the week. We would like to thank all of our sponsors, three core, bat Stevens, body shop, Tenora Rams, live Jimenez basketball Academy, Fairchild family chiropractic NWO basketball and crystal Vasquez of Amerimaid Realty. Again, we would like to give a special thanks to Jeff Batt, for allowing us to use this amazing new facility at Bat Stevens Body Shop for today's podcast and future podcasts. Uh, again, thanks for watching. Stay tuned for the next NWO Sports podcast in the near future and go ahead and sh- sh- share. <laughs> Edit. Edit. <laughs> go ahead and share. So, uh, thanks for watching.